Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 203. We are here in studio to wrap up Paula 1, the start of the great outdoor season. Lots and lots to talk about. I am your host, Travis. We are here in the TLR Coatings podcast studios here, and it is a warm Michigan summer day here. Uh, thanks for joining us. Before we get started, just want to thank our sponsors. So first off, thanks to our presenting sponsors, Energy Fuel, the best fucking drink out there. Keep yourself fueled, energized, and strong from start to finish. Pick yours up today at CoachRobStore.com. Also want to thank Premier Custom Trailers. If you need a trailer, commercial or residential, Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com. Located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US-131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan, they put the custom in customer service. Also want to thank our other presenting sponsor, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. From two-tone wheels to motorcycle frames to small batch production jobs, TLR Coatings will powder coat anything metal the right way. Looking for some custom Cerakoting? We do that too. TLR Coatings, serving southwest Michigan and surrounding areas for over five years. Check them out at tlrcoatings.com or on all the major social media networks. Also on board with us here today for this show, Alias Sport, Holster Co., Dirt Bike Depot, JT Cycle, Adept Creative Co., Gutterworks, Isaac Nelson Designs, and Clutch Media. If you guys want to buy some merch, including our new Dylan Danger Zone shirt, links in the description down below. There's Amazon links. You guys can go on, click one of those, go through Amazon, buy something. doesn't have to be what it's linked to, and we get a small slice of that. There's Patreon links. Um, and the biggest thing you can do is just like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. We are here to provide entertainment and to uh, give our perspective on the race. This is the the fans show for fans. Uh, no guest on this show tonight. Uh, I kind of dropped the ball on uh, scheduling anybody. Kev's not racing. He's our usual guaranteed. We probably could call Scott, but eh, that's okay right now. I'm just uh, I'm just trying to get through this show. Okay, I got a big week coming up here with work, even though it's a holiday week. And uh, yeah, there you go. Lots to do. Uh, anyway, in studio with me here, co-host as always, it's the one and only Justin. Hi, buddy. What's up, pal? Just doing big things. Yeah, I got buddy. almost all the plastics on the wall. What's up, Kev's? Um, well, Kev's. That 85 is too heavy, and it seems to want to fall off the wall all the time. So I guess I'm going to put a bigger hook up to try to put that up there. But we have it there. So, are we going to? Speaking of Kev, before we get rolling into this, are uh, we going to be kind of doing the same thing we did for Supercross, <clears throat> talking to him? Uh... That's my plan. All right. So if anybody doesn't know, Kev will uh, be making his first round at Thunder Valley still, correct? That's what. I, that's his plan. Okay. Just that anybody. I know of. All right. So. All right, let's jump right into this here. So we started the great outdoors here. Paula won. Uh, let's start first here with the broadcast. I knew you were going to go this place. Okay. So I have a little bit of information because I knew 
without even talking to Travis, this was not this was not planned. We did not talk about this. I was driving over here and I was like, I knew at some point we were going to talk about this. Okay, so what are your thoughts on the broadcast yesterday? Because now we're on Mav TV Plus. So do you want me to hear my thoughts or do you want to hear a little bit of relief for the people I from want, some things I heard yesterday? Well, I know what you're talking about with that, okay. but I want your thoughts first and then we'll okay. give our relief statement there. So we all know that uh, we did switch over to Mav TV Plus. No more, no more Peacock. Uh, Davy Coombs, the devil himself, decided to cheap out this <laughs> year and lost a bunch of sponsors and... We've always been on Mav TV for the first motos, some you know, but haven't been able to do the second motos. It was always on NBC. First, it was you know AmericanMotocross.com or whatever ProMotocross.com, OLN, Fox Sports, whatever. But let's just face it, we have not had to deal with uh, not having live motocross on TV for probably a good 10, 11 years now, and it's probably been a good ten years since we've actually had to watch commercials because we've been able to pay for a way. So. Everybody was all freaking out about that. They had Davey on. They had a dude from Mav TV. They were like, oh, you know, if you have the Mav TV Plus subscription, we don't know about commercials. It's going to be picture in picture, which a lot of people, if you don't know, that's how IndyCar Racing does it. They do picture in picture. They stay with the broadcast as they do commercials. But still, leading up to this race, there was no clarification of whether we were going to have commercials or not. Well, practice goes smoothly. They threw it up on their Facebook page. And then all of a sudden, as we get closer to the motos, the website crashes. Nobody can get on there. Nobody can log in. I don't know about you. I know you have Mav TV. I don't have Mav TV, but I have a Roku, which is an available app, so I just pay through it through my Roku account. Yeah. Everything was fine. Quality was fine. Practice broadcast went smoothly. It went great. Yeah, the practice was fine. I was like, oh, okay, we're good. We're good. And then all of a sudden, we get there. Still no clarification. And I'm like looking at everything, just like everybody else on the internet, on Vital. People are freaking out. Everybody's pissed. I'm like, well, nothing crashed for me yet. We get 10 minutes into the moto. First commercial comes up. No picture in picture. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm so pissed. Look, I have just the plus. I don't have the yearly thing. Month to month. $6 a month isn't a big deal. We pay the same thing for Peacock. I know for some people it is. It's not a big deal. Like it's, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. But I'm mm-hmm. still a little peeved because we haven't had to pay. We haven't had commercials for a good 10 years. At least I yeah. haven't had to watch with commercials. Yeah. Well, then I start searching around on Vital, and all of a sudden it pops up that the AMA Motocross or Pro Motocross YouTube channel has the live stream. And then people are starting to say, oh, there's no commercials on the YouTube. I'm like, what? So I go over to the YouTube stream. I still have it on my TV. I'm watching it on my iPad. No commercials. So I just watched the whole thing on the fucking iPad yesterday. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't so I didn't hear that. So did you hear why there were commercials? Yes. Okay. Do you do you want to just say it right now? Yeah. For a clear Okay. Well, they said they so what I heard is that the the they have two feeds. So yep. there's the TV feed and there's the live stream feed. They fucked up. The live stream feed crashed yep. and so instead of not having any live stream, they just threw the TV feed on the live stream feed is what I heard. Which, so for anybody okay. that doesn't know, if you do have Mav TV Plus from here moving forward because of their F up if you have the Mav TV Plus, you will have no commercials. Yes. That is a fact now. They People were blown. Dude, this is the first time I've seen unanimously nobody like going the other way. There were so many people that were pissed yesterday because they were I like. Couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. I was, I mean. So I, that's why they threw it up on their YouTube feed because uh, we're like, oh, is everybody doing that? Because they screwed up. They're like, well, the site crashed. People who are paying for it that still can get on the account are watching commercials. We can't have this. So, but yet they didn't tell this to anybody. Yeah. So everybody had to find it out through other people. 
which it comes up to find out that 183,000 people were watching that stream yesterday. Wow. When it was all said and done. I was a little like, wow, that's actually kind of impressive. That's a decent number there for yeah. outdoor motocross. I, I know. I was a little impressed. So I wanted to make sure, and I don't. you probably haven't done this, I wanted to make sure I jumped on and watched the replays on the MAV-TV Plus app. No commercials. Oh, okay. So as much as I hate to give, and I'm not giving them credit, they screwed up, but I want to give anybody relief, and I imagine most people that see this show, by the time this comes out, they'll already know this because there will probably be a press release. Yeah. Here moving forward, if you have the MAV-TV Plus subscription, you will not have to watch commercials. They basically, that sealed the deal for me when I watched, replayed it, and watched it because if anybody knows how replays go, that it goes off the TV feed, that if there is replays when you're watching it, it's still going to be on the replay on the app. There was no replay. There was no commercials. That's a thing. If you have the Mav TV Plus subscription, we will have no commercials moving forward. But for whatever reason, the site crashed and they freaked out and didn't know what to do. Yeah. So, so wait, shit happens. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm not one of those people that was going to freak out about it yesterday, but I was like... Huh. Well, I'm paying seven dollars a month right now to watch commercials. It too. was very hard. I understand that we're we're nitpicking here, especially go back from if anybody remembers the days of the early when it was still on ESPN, ESPN two. Yeah. Like you didn't even see the race till a week later. Like those early days in the mid two thousands of the prime RC stew days. Yep. Like it was same thing commercials. But it's one of those things when it's not the fact that the money it's the fact that we haven't had to deal with this for 10 years. Yeah. And then now we're in a day and age where technology is at its highest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. How the hell can you not get... How, how is this even possible? So it is a little bit of a relief. I will give MAV-TV credit on this. It is a little, little bit of a relief to know that moving forward, if you have the subscription, you will not have to watch commercials. Unfortunately, for anybody that doesn't have the subscription, if you're just watching off TV, you're still going to have to deal with commercials. Yeah. But that is a relief. Yep. Okay, so. now we're also going through the rotating cast of of uh, what is it color or commentators commentators, commentators yeah color analysts. Yeah. So yesterday we had MC and RJ. and RJ. Yep, I thought it was great. I love now. Hold on, let me finish my thought here. Okay, like, no, I'm totally kidding. That RJ, that was RJ all day though. It like, was like that was that That's was funny RJ. to me. It was enough that I like noticed it after about the second or third time and went, huh? Very nostalgic. Yes, it was RJ. Uh, RJ is a very interesting character, and if anybody knows anything about RJ, and by RJ we mean Ricky Johnson, one of the greatest to ever do this, um, he doesn't really pull punches on stuff. He oh, just no. Kinda, oh, no. Yeah, he kind of just says how things are. Yep. So there were a lot of people that were, like, mixed on it. I think the old school people, just like me, were like, yes, and then some of the newer school people are like, well, you know, and I'm like, that's just who RJ is. Yep. Like, RJ does not give a two shits fuck. Nope. He doesn't care. So, look, I really like RJ. He's been in the booth. It's been a while since he's done moto because everybody knows him from his truck days. He has commentated on a lot of truck racing before. It's been a while since he's been on TV, so you could tell with, like, it's not that he wasn't articulate and he wasn't going in depth. It was just being able to string things together was a little hard for him at yeah. first. But that's just that's who RJ is. Now I will say it will not shock me if we if we don't see him too many more times this year because I feel like he is one of those guys that like whatever favors Davey had to call in that was his one on RJ. Yeah, because RJ is the type of dude like GL. They'll be like, I don't give a damn. Yep. So apparently next week. 
and they dropped it on the broadcast. Brock Glover will be in there. Yep. I don't know if they're going to have somebody else, if it's just going to be Weege and Glover. I think it's just going to... So, I, from my understanding, the whole reason MC was there yesterday, it was only supposed to be RJ, but MC was kind of up in the air, like, if he could do one, when mm. he could do one, and it ended up being this was the only one he was available for, I think. So, I believe that's why there was two of them yesterday. I can't... i seen the list. I imagine you've seen the list. There's like eight people that are going to be rotating in and out. Yep. All of them, obviously, legends of the sport, yep. guys that can go in-depth with certain things, some guys that are not completely used to being on TV, so it might be a little cringy, but they can be a little, they can be complex, they can go in in-depth. Um, I hate to say this, but the one I am still really nervous on is Stu. I'm a little nervous on Stu. I know that he's been doing the podcast thing, so he's been getting better with this. Mm-hmm. But part of me, the Stu one's going to be interesting. The RC one is going to be normal because, like, whatever. I brought Glover, obviously <clears throat> MC, RJ. Um, who else is going to be in there? Uh, RV, I heard is doing one. RV, that one's going to be questionable. AC is another one. AC, will AC, be fine. And then there's another. There's another guy from the 80s or 90s, if I remember correctly. AC will be fine, but we won't get anything out of him. Yeah, because he's he's too yeah. diplomatic. Yeah, he doesn't like. To, but Stu. I have to be honest, I'm still a little nervous on the stew thing. I don't I don't really know how that's gonna go. I, I because he is still in the mindset of not I feel like he's gonna say something that he's gonna slip up and he's not gonna mean to say, and then he's gonna have to retract it and run it back, and it's gonna be very I don't wanna say cringy, but Stu is one of those guys that if he sees somebody out there not living up to their potential, he'll say it. But because he's been so far removed from the sport, I don't feel like it's going to go well. I think that he's going to get backlash from people. Hmm. The RV one, I think, will be okay because he has done so many public speaking events and public events since his retirement, and he's always on pulp. Yeah. But Stu, though, man, I don't listen to his podcast. I, which is weird because I'm like one of the biggest stew homers there is. That is kind of weird. It, but I, have, I don't listen to it anymore. But I have either. heard a lot of mixed me. reviews about it, the yeah, way he it's... goes. And you got to remember, too, now you're putting him in a situation where that podcast only works because he has opposite Roger Larson, like his best friend. Roger's, it's going to be him and Weege. Well, he does He does the race reviews, too, and that's him all by himself. That I understand, but I feel like that is a little bit different as compared to like, oh hey, like now we're telling you in live setting, mm-hmm. hey now you you're all your immediate reaction, and if it's just him and Weege, him and Weege honestly don't have a lot of experience together. It's not like they because you got to think Weege was doing the outdoors when Stu was racing, but it's not like Weege and Stu like have a lot of interviews where they've talked opposite of each other. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um the only other thing I had from the broadcast here outside of my Holster Co. Reload rant we're going to talk about later. Um, JT sucked, by the way. Okay, that was my next question. What he did sucked, you think right? about uh, How is it? I don't have an opinion on it yet. He seems super stiff. For a guy that a does as bit. much TV or not. Yeah. It's like, dude. But, but he, you got to think, too. He's in front of the camera now. And I know that he said that, but still, though, it's not like... I understand there's more people watching, but he's done enough pulp shows where people see him. You would think. I don't know, man. Like it, it, I do agree with that. I do feel like he was a little stiff with stuff. Um, I didn't think it was terrible, but I didn't think it was great. It was just kind of like, okay, like 
it just it's just there. So. I just felt like if that was gonna if there was gonna you were gonna put him in any role, that would have been the best one for him. Yeah. Because you're literally just having him interact with riders. Yeah. Which obviously he's an ex pro. He did it for a long time. You would feel that he would be able to have a good like a good rapport talking to them. Yeah. Getting a little bit of information out of them, not like you know, hey, just bothering them like most of the. Other- all right, and we're back. Sorry, so, recorder shut off. So, yeah, just anyways, I, I guess I was a little shocked. I just felt he would be a little bit more loose. And maybe as the rounds go on, he'll loosen up a little bit. But the whole time, I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, he is, like, super timid. Yeah. yeah. So oh, Hopefully, he'll loosen up. So Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Let's, um, let's get into the racing stuff. I have a reload rant for later. Okay. And then I'm curious I wanna, to hear what this is. Then I want to touch on the World Supercross thing. All right. I'm curious to hear what the reload rant is. I don't want you to tell me ahead of time. I just want it to be a surprise. But I'm curious because I felt like yesterday there was not a lot of stuff that was going on that you could rant about. So I am curious to hear this. I have one thing, and it is, does have to do with the broadcast. Oh, okay. Somewhat. All right. And it's not about the commercials. So. Okay. All right. Cool. So getting into 450s, 450s brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Make sure to check them out at gutterworksgutters.com. Kayla and Josh, great moto family. Yes. And uh, supporting the show. Shout out to them. And so they are bringing you our 450 class review. Well, he finally did it. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Oh, I got, boy. I got something for this. Hold oh, on. boy. Oh, boy. You're going to get a uh, flash of lightning in the pan? Oh. There we are. Nice. Well, I couldn't at first. I couldn't tell if that was the Kenny one or the Sexton one. Oh no, it's the Sexton one. Okay, cool. Um, all right, dude, he did it. Finally, put it together. He did it. He finally did it. Fastest in both qualifiers. Yep. Fat or one one on the day. Yep. And didn't just rip a hole in gap. Like he had to push through. He had to. He had to deal with his teammate. Did you happen to watch the uh, Blair's breakdown? No, um, I haven't watched any. Of that after stuff. that, so no. he went and talked to him, and he asked him, "Hey, man, were you riding like?" What we talked about, like 95%. And Chase goes, I was riding as hard as I had to to win the race. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I think the second moto, I don't know about you, but I think the second moto, he was a little bit more conservative, especially once he finally pulled the trigger and got around Kenny. Uh, he did, he pushed for like those two, three laps afterwards and then he backed it down. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the first moto, outside of the last four or five minutes, he was not – you could definitely tell he was riding the edge. I mean, dude, we saw when he pushed it in too deep and he hit Kenny, and that was an accident, but he blew the he blew the corner, he blew his line, and then when he overshot that jump going into the on-off section after then rollers, like he even like went up to Kenny when, and then yeah, going, hey, yeah. like, hey, man, like, Sorry, I, I didn't yeah, mean yeah. to, like, whatever. We knew it wasn't intentional, you know. Um, he finally put it together. Um, I will say, though, I don't know, once again – I'm not going to buy into the fact that this is going to be an every weekend thing because I will make this comment and tell me if you think otherwise. Have you noticed since 2018, maybe 2019, this shouldn't be a shock to us. Honda always has these bikes dialed for the early West Coast rounds when the track is dry, yep, deep, hitting base, square-edged, Let's be real. That track was brutal, but it wasn't rough. Yeah. It, the traction was going away. The ruts were hitting base. Yep. They were starting to get square edge. But as far as like cupped out at the pockets of the faces, like super bad G outs, like that's not, other than front of the, some of the corners where uh, they had hooks in them because everybody was yeah. kind of pivoting on them because they were still deep on the exiting. Yeah. Like that track was really, wasn't really rough. It was 
technical because of the fact of the traction was going away. This should not be a shock to us. What has Kenny done at these opening rounds since 2019? Oh, Kenny! Kenny has been great, at and that's the same rounds. thing. Why does this, this shouldn't shock? And I want, dude, I will say, it since won't shock. When, since how about let's let's try twenty seventeen? Yeah, I mean, you got, let's face it, that year he hurt his arm. Those first two rounds or those first three rounds, he was fucking on fire till he crashed. Yeah, so it shouldn't shock us that we do these West Coast rounds, and the Hondas are dialed for it. Yeah, the 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 Honda because it is a nimbler bike. It is just like the Suzuki. It tracks on a fucking dime through corners. Yep. Riding in the hard stuff is not an issue that Honda has, getting their bikes set up for these early rounds. It's when we start making the trek east that things start changing, where these ruts start getting deeper, but the traction isn't gone. They're tacky, where they just want to grab the bike and plant and roll through. And now we know that the last year, everybody bitching, they haven't been ripping these tracks as deep, so they're not goat trails. So there is, you can venture out of the main line, which we saw that yesterday, and it didn't work because the outsides are so far to the outside. There still was one line. But still, though, like... This should not be a shock to us. Honda mm-hmm. always has their bikes dialed yeah. every time we go to a California round. Those, so I'm not taking anything away from Chase. The, the anniversary looking bikes. By the way, sick. they could have not gone. This could have not gone any better for Honda. No. Sponsoring the race. Oddly anniversary enough, 2023 release weekend. Oddly enough, it actually, with the one person that you would have thought it wouldn't have gone, it went terrible for Tim Geyser over in Spain over the weekend. Oh, yeah. I saw that crash he had in the qualifying yeah, race. Well, yeah. he just wasn't on it. Back-to-back weekends, he hasn't been on the pony. But anyways. Yeah, so I'm not taking anything away from Chase. Chase did what Chase had to do. He did what we all expect him to do when he's on it for yeah. an entire moto. But let's be honest. There's no way this is going to keep happening. Like, I felt like yesterday, all the stars aligned for Chase to do this. Question marks. Dylan was out. Eli's got an injury. We know he's going to exit the series at some point. Cairoli, and we'll get to him, wasn't in as good a shape as we thought. Anderson with terrible starts. So on, so on. Kenny, what a... Like, Chase wrote amazing, but I do not buy into the fact that this is going to be him moving forward. I think that he could maybe repeat it next weekend in Hangtown, but, dude, we go to Thunder Valley, and I do not expect this. This is not going to be a thing. The 250 class, and we'll get to it, that's more believable. But the 450s right now, I do not believe that this is going to be a normal thing for Honda all summer. We'll see, man. We'll see. I, yeah. They, I so, was as happy as you were. Uh, yeah. we, we're Honda fanatics over yeah. here. Everybody knows this. We're Homer. We're Honda homers over here. I was cheesing the whole fucking day. But I can't see this as being a normal thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, that's because second place, Kenny, going 2-2. I still have a huge question mark for him. Like, yeah, because he once again, we talk about with Hondas, he's done this. How many years has he done this? Oh, yeah. This is this should not be a shock to us, Kenny. We got to go. We got to get through Redbud before I'm like, okay, all right, he's gonna be around all the way to the end. Yeah, I mean, we have to start making the trek east, or at least even the halfway point, which would be. He's already prefaced it in interviews with saying, "Well, I really should have taken the rest of the year off, mm-hmm. but I felt okay, so I started riding again, and then we decided we were gonna do outdoors." Yeah, I just and you could even tell though because like when Chase closed up on him and he started really feeling the heat. Yeah. Kenny, that's when he started wicking it up, and that's when he started making mistakes. It's not that he was, oh, he was mistiming things, or he was getting really, really loose, or, you know, he was G- like he was pivoting out of corners, blowing ruts. It was just, you could tell that his line, like, that whole first lap after Chase got around in both motos, when Kenny faded wide. And you're like, dude, you literally have the protection of the inside. Why are you going all the way to the outside when you literally are the one dictating going into this corner, you're dictating the yeah. line. 
And I'm just like, dude, the, the, you could tell that it was like, okay. And then we saw how bad he dropped anchor in that first moto after Chase got around yeah. him. Yeah. So, Kenny. There's just no fight in him. That's the big no. thing. There's no fight. If he, and it wasn't hot yesterday. No, at all, if he so. if he gets, um, if he gets a start and runs away, I was saying yesterday to Ashley when we were watching the race last night. I was like, dude, if I could ride for my first four laps, like Kenny does, I could win every fucking local race. I, I mean, ever dude, Kenny to. pulled four. <laughs> Kenny pulled that first moto. Kenny pulled four seconds in the first. Five dude, minutes. I know, wild. But he was putting two seconds a lap on those guys. Easy. But once again, and he, but that's the same thing though. He did that the second moto last year at the first round. Yep. I will say by high point, he goes back to being what we really thought he was going to do this year, which pains me to say. Once again, though, he fucking went out and won the first round of Supercross, and then what happened? Yeah. So like, just pump the brakes. My thing is, is okay. Is he really committed or is he just putting on a show with the Instagram post or like his podium thing at the end of the day yesterday? Because like he got up there and he was like, how was that for a show? You know, like really trying to pump the crowd up. And I'm like, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to like revitalize your career? Do you? All right. Or whatever. Because like that, that's not like, that's like a Jet Lawrence thing. I'll just to make do. The, I'll That's just not make, a Kenny thing. I'll just make the statement and tell me if you agree with this or not. This is just Kenny outdoors. It's true or false? Maybe. Like what has he done since 20? What is it? 2019, 2021. This is just Kenny outdoors. Maybe. Yeah. That, this is just what he does outdoors. Yeah, just he's good outdoors. But the thing is, is that... Maybe you should go back to riding GPs. Ah, f- fucking maybe. But here's the thing, is what, what, when was it last year? Was it, was it Red Bud or High Point when things started to unravel for him a little bit? I don't remember. I feel like it was Red Bud, because that was the whole thing where he fucking... He was having his issue in the left-hander after the leap. Where he got really loose on the inside roller and he hit the leap and he got super squirrely and it pitched him to the outside. It's like because he tried to oh, go outside yeah, yeah, and straighten out and I don't know if he yeah. like hit a soft spot in the front end knife. Yeah, and he crashed. We were standing yeah. right there in the VIP thing. I say that it happens again at Redbud. So here's the thing: this is I can almost tell you what will happen with Kenny. He'll be really good next week at Hangtown. We'll go to Thunder Valley. He'll have a little bit of fight in him, but probably finish second or third. We go to High Point, a little bit of the same. Redbud things will start to go down. Southwick. Shit's going to really hit the fucking fan. He's going to go to win Unadilla, and then he'll end up being the same thing as he always is. Hmm. The only thing I can guarantee right now, if he's still in the series, is he goes 1-1 at Unadilla. That's it. Yeah. Like, this is just what Kenny does outdoors. Yeah. I watched yesterday, and it's the same thing when we were all... I wouldn't say we were arguing, but we were all... I was disagreeing with you and Cole. We weren't arguing, just disagreeing. It was the same thing after last year, or this earlier this year in Supercross. He went out and won the first round, and I'm just like, okay, Cool. I just I've gotten to the point with Kenny that unless we get to the halfway point and it's so much different than years before, I can't buy into the fact that he's going to be in the title hunt by the end or he'll even win the title. Yeah. Because how many times does he have to come so close, but then not be able to get over the hump? Yeah. I just I I can't I can't do it. I can't I can't almost get my hopes up that it's going to be different this time because I just don't believe it anymore. Yeah, I can't until he's within ten points in the last like two rounds. <laughs> and, he, and even then, like it's still hard to believe that he's yeah. going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, all right. So third overall, Craig, three three. We got to give him his due. That was good ride. I mean, if I had a hat on, I'd tip of the cap to him. I mean, dude, he he was fucking he was good. <laughs> I don't have a Craig motorcycle on yeah, the table. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> who wants to buy one of those anyways? Um. D- Good. That was that Solid. was a great ride for him. But again, here we are. 
at Paula. Mm-hmm. How many laps has he done on that fucking track? I know, and then he all, and let's think back to 2020. He should have won the final round. That was yep. that round that him and Chase were going back and forth yep. when he was still with Geico. And what was it? Uh, he went down on that step-up double or step-up triple. Yeah. Like I can't remember exactly, but I think that's the one he went down or whatever on the inside rut. I don't know if he blew it, front and wash, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's really good there. He's always good at the California round. Same thing. He has so many laps there. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing that I... It's weird right now because I have so still so many more question marks after this round. Oh, yeah. Oh, when we yeah. sat up here and did our preview show, we're like, we have question marks in the whole 450 class. I didn't get anything answered yesterday. No. Not a damn thing. No, no. But we knew that going in. I mean, it's always first round. You you go in, you're real hyped, and you watch it, and you go, okay, cool. But then you're like, eh, let's not jump to any conclusions, which we're not. If Christian goes out and he goes to Thunder Valley and he puts it on the box again, then I'll be like, okay. All right. This is a little different. Yep. But. I mean, you know what? Kudos to him. He was good the but, whole time. But I mean, this day. is it was a good ride. It was. But this isn't something crazy that no, we it's not did a revelation. See happen. Yeah, no. I mean, you, he's good on the 450 outdoors. He is he's he is. really good. So like seeing him in the top 5, the box is a little bit better than what we would normally yeah, expect. Cuz I think him I said in the top fourth. 5, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really I'm not like, holy crap, but at the same time, I'm like, well, that was good for him. Because, I mean, we sat up on the thing and we're like, yep, there's going to be a gnarly battle all season between him, Chase, Barsha, and that's when I still thought Joey was going to be there. So take Joey out for the time being. And those three, those three are going to have the craziest battles all summer long. Yep. So is he a lot further ahead? Yes. But once again, we go to Hangtown next weekend. If he gets on the box again, it won't shock me. But we go to Thunder Valley and he does it, then I'll be like, okay, this is a lot different than what I thought. Yep. And if he does... That bodes well for him because, I mean, right now, this 450 class is more up and down, in my opinion, than what we had in the 2020 COVID season. Yeah. There are no guarantees in this whole fucking season as far as the 450s go. Nope. 250s, we obviously have a little bit of understanding of what's going to happen. But the 450s, dude, there's not a damn thing right now that I go, yep, for certainty. Because it's the fact that Dylan's out, not there. Like, yeah. If Dylan was there, I'd be like, yep, nope, I totally get it. Dylan's not there. And I don't know what's going to happen with these dudes. Yeah, the whole 450 class is a question mark. And like I said, we're going to have to get through like Redbud before I think we're really going to get a good picture which, going. Which is wild because usually we would say, oh, we make the trek to high point and we get a better yeah. understanding. Dude, we got to wait till the fifth, sixth round. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to be about halfway through before we can make any wild claims. Yep. Um, all right, moving on. Fourth place, Tomac, 7-4. So were you under the same thing as me when we got done with that first moto? You were like, well, it was nice seeing Tomac ride oh, one moto this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep, and then what I thought it was funny too, because they were like, "Oh, that knee's a lot worse," and I'm like, Pfft. "I'm like, it has nothing to do with that knee." I would say I watched, I watched the first like five minutes of that moto, like I said, and he was in third, and I was like, "Okay, all right, cool, like this, you know, whatever." Kenny's out front. That's not a surprise. Kenny's really good at these opening rounds. Yep. Chase is in second. Okay, that's Chase not a surprise. Fast. Chase is fast. Yep. He could He can do this kind of shit. Whatever. Tomac's in third. First round, he's veteran savvy at yep. this point. He's like, whatever. He knows how to win titles. Yep. I, my knee's fucked up. I'll just take the third and move on. And then the fade started. And I went, oh, boy. Yep. And literally, I watched the first one. I didn't watch the second one until way later. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I texted you guys at midnight. And I, I looked at Ashley uh, before we started watching motos. Or actually, it was before we even put the kids to bed. And I was like, yo, I hope you don't plan on seeing Tomac at Redbud this year because he ain't coming. <laughs> and once again. Then no. the second moto happened. Yep. And he got fourth. Huh? So that's uh, okay. I have a theory on that. So tell me if you think I'm off on this. Okay. okay. So I'm not saying that that knee is 100%, but he even himself said 90, 95%. So it's yeah. not like I'm like, oh, he even said, okay, so don't fucking bash me, please. Here's what I think happened yesterday. 
So because we're all under the impression, and I say all of us, they like to call us conspiracy theorists, uh, they, because the Supercross contract, he already signed it, World Global XS, SX, whatever, that he's going to bow halfway to the season and he's just focusing on Supercross. I think what happened yesterday is, is that because we all saw the videos of him preseason or stopwatch nationals, looking really good, whatever. He went out that first moto. He's running third. I still don't think he would have won anyway yesterday, but I think he would have made that battle a little bit more competitive. But I just think Chase was on one yesterday. That was Chase's day. Yeah. He goes, oh, I'm in third. All right. Pace is a little gnarly right now. I'm going to do Tomac things. I'm going to hang it back for about 15 minutes. And if I'm in with eight seconds striking distance, then I'll start, you know, dropping the hammer a little bit more. And then he probably had the thought to himself, he goes, well, you know, if I go out here and win this, or if I go out and get seconds, and I just keep doing this over and over again, and then I start winning, it's going to look real bad if I just bow out halfway <laughs> into the season. So you go, oh, I'll just have one of these really weird mysterious, because once again, this is Tomac we're talking about outdoors. He has these wonky first motos, and then comes out and hammers down the second moto. He goes, you know what? I'm going to hold back a little bit, make people think it's my knee. Second moto comes around. He goes, all right, I can't make this look real, real bad. Like, I still have to put in some effort. Goes out there, gets into fourth, realizes that by the time he's getting into fourth, Christian is just a little bit too far gone. Yeah. And like I said, the track was not rough, but it was getting sketchy because the traction was gone. He's like, it's not even worth it. So I at least got to look like I'm putting a little bit of effort in. True or false? Do you think that statement makes sense? He can't make this look too easy, but he also can't make it look like, oh, my God. Like I think we just made a clickbait video. <laughs> Do, do Am I off? Am I, I off? I mean, you could be right. That's a lot of thinking, though, for a, lot, for a, of, guy, a lot of thinking and a lot of making sure that everything is I'm lining sorry, up if there. You're, if your knee, though, is bad, yeah. it's not just going to get better as the second, because he was better that second moto. But here's the thing. I heard, I heard today, I think it was the Blair's Breakdown video or something, I heard that when he was down in Florida riding here before the season that he was right with Dylan. Okay. For riding the outdoor track. Okay, so. so but that's the thing though is, is that if you're right with Dylan, then that's not gonna happen yesterday. You're not gonna have polar opposite. Because here's the thing, think about this too with Eli. When he has these wonky motos, yeah, he outdoors at least. Outdoors. Let me preface this outdoors. Supercross yes. is one thing. Outdoors. He never has these wonky motos where he gets a good start. Yeah. When have we ever seen Eli since the 2017 season? get a good start, and then fade backwards outdoors. Yeah. Even the 2020 COVID season, which we all can agree, he was like, he never like ripped a holy and just faded. Yeah. That's what happened the first moto. And then the second moto, it's the polar opposite. Like, no. Like, I, I didn't hear that, so I don't know anything about that, but that wouldn't shock me. But here's the thing. I just don't see how you can't tell me that that knee is still the issue. First yeah. off, when he himself comes out and says, oh, it's 90-95%, and then... Him have polar opposite motos, but him have a moto that's wonky that doesn't normally... He just doesn't get starts outdoors and then fade. That's not Eli Tomac. That has never been Eli Tomac. Mm -hmm. If you tell me Ken Roxon, we're like, oh, that makes sense. Eli, when is the last... I, I ask anybody, when is the last time you've seen Eli get a start outdoors and go backwards? It's always him getting a bad start and then him just be like, you know what? Bike setup's off. I'm not going to push it. And then he moves forward the next moto. I've never seen him get a top three start since 2017 and go backwards outdoors. Yeah, I just it just doesn't happen with Eli. Yeah, I don't know. I as we've stated and we'll continue to state as we work our way through the top ten here. Big question marks every, I, everywhere across the board. I think he will bow out. I think he makes it to high point, and then since we're gonna have a two week break, I think that that's when a press release comes out and goes. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. Could be. 
Could be. We'll see. Um, all right. Fifth place. Color me surprised. The Dunge. Five five. Yep. Running top three. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Once again, though, man. Still a question mark. <laughs> still a question mark, though. I know we're gonna get really. We're probably gonna get super hammered for this because Dungey has his, you know, fanatics. Once again, we talk about first round. I know that the track is not exactly a replica of what they ride during the week, but there's no way you could sit there and tell me that when Dunge knew that he was going to do the whole 12 rounds, that he wasn't out pounding motos mm-hmm. at Paula leading mm-hmm. up to this race. Am I shocked? Yes. But once again, though, here's the thing, is the speed was good, and we'll get to this with Cairoli. What happened after the 20-minute mark? Yeah. Just dropped there anchor. wasn't anything. Just yeah. dropped anchor. And he did what Dungey does. He's so fucking consistent because his cardio, even though it wasn't on par with what it is, he is one of those guys that is so effortless on the bike. He is so light on the bike. He doesn't make those small little minute mistakes that cost him tense here, tense there, that it allowed him to go 5-5 because even though when he started dropping anchor, even if his cardio isn't good enough, he has such good technique on the bike that even if he is struggling, he can still put in good enough laps where even if he is just... He's going to be able to stay within a second or a second and a half of his fastest lap. Yeah. So was I shocked? Yes. I did not expect that to happen. But kind of like with the rest of this class, I got to wait, man. I got to really, really wait because what do we all know about these first couple rounds, especially the California rounds? We're just trying to make it east. Yeah. And in this case, it's Thunder Valley. We're just trying to make it a little bit further east. Yeah. We're just trying to make it out of California. And now, especially with Hangtown being the second round, dude. I just I don't believe that he's going to be able to sustain this for 12 rounds because once again, dude, yesterday was so un- unseasonably cold. Oh yeah, for an early California round. Yeah, even MC and RJ were sitting up there going, "Dude, what the?" Do you like how uh, do you like how RJ made some comment to MC about getting his bike out and go to race it or oh, something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. MC's like, "No fucking way!" Oh yeah, I know, dude. That was so, hilarious to me. I was laughing so hard. Like I said, we'll see what happens. I think that Dungey is slowly. We all know that, too, another thing is is how quickly your brain can process information mm-hmm. when it goes, especially being off for that long. But we got to wait till we start getting east when these tracks start getting a little bit rougher and they do start ripping them a little bit deeper. I know not as much as before because they realized, hey, we don't need a goat trail. But we all know, once again, these first two, three rounds, they mean something, so I don't want to downplay it, but it doesn't give us a good gauge of where a lot of these dudes are. Red bud. <laughs> That's what we're gonna know. Oh, I mean, dude, yeah. When we go to Redbud, when it's ninety-seven degrees out, and we know how rough Redbud gets, I just, I can't. I'm not. I can't jump the gun on this. I can't either. I'm very surprised. At how I am it went too. because I was one of them banging the drum that like he was gonna be lucky to crack the top ten. Yep. Because I really thought that. But again, I you give him a consistently decent start. He stayed out of any sort of issues with anyone. He is one of the few people I think yesterday outside of. Chase, um, Kenny, and Christian that didn't hit the ground, and here we are. 5-5, five, five, fifth overall, the Diesel Dunge doing Diesel Dunge things. He did, You know what? He did great. Like I said, color be shocked as well, but once again, it's one of those things that even surprised me. How big of a dick did DeCoster look like on the broadcast when they asked him about the guys and how he thought they were doing? Oh, and he's like, oh, we got to do better. And it's like, look, Raj, we all know that's how you are. But maybe when you're being interviewed on national TV, you should tone her back just a Yeah, especially smidge. with his comment about Cairoli, because he kind of was talking out both sides of his mouth. He was like comment like he was like praising him and then he was like, Oh yeah, I should do yeah. better. And I'm like, What? Yeah. <laughs> like how do you you can't talk off both sides of your mouth, eh, dude? It's 
He's Raj. He's, I know, and he's he can whatever. And I know that he can get away with saying whatever he wants to, but it just doesn't really make sense sometimes. Yeah. Um, all right, sixth place, Jason Anderson. Let me just let me just say, fast as fuck. He is the guy right now that I will say that if he gets a start, he's somebody that I believe. Now that we know that Dylan is probably going to be out for half of the series, mm-hmm. if not the whole series. And I know that he shot himself in the foot yesterday with bad starts. And the second moto actually wasn't his fault. He got collected with, I think it was Barsha. Barsha, yeah. So the second moto Ironically. Was his, yeah, I know. Fucking, all you needed was Malcolm there. And yeah, it would have been, been great. Uh, fucking just, I'm just punching him. Um, I watched, I'm sitting there watching Anderson, and I'm watching him the live timing, and I'm seeing that he's in 10th with like 25 minutes to go or whatever it was. And I'm like, well, you know, he's going to make it up to like 9th. And then he keeps trucking forward and trucking forward. And then I'm like... Holy shit. And then you look at his lap times, and he's going two seconds faster than everybody else. Can we talk about his race craft, though? Yeah, that's weird. Like, what in the fuck was he doing? Both those times he made a whatever the hell you want to call that. At, wasn't it Craig? Yeah. When he made, I'm, when I'm he just cl- like, what are you doing? Like, the first one, I almost think, was just a fuck up. Yeah. Like, he dove for a rut, missed it. And, You're like, talking about it, at that little table, and yeah. then he hit the, like, the, yeah, like, the, it yeah, looks, the it looked hander. It looked like me yeah. on a fucking track. Like, oh, shit. Like, oh, he literally missed the rut. He yeah. blew into the rut, and then he dropped the front end there, and then the front end started, it, like, hooked, like, because yeah. it loaded up. And then, obviously, it had too much momentum, so when it loaded up, it unloaded, and it kept unloading. And yeah, you're like, just what drove the him right out of the doing? rut. And then the second time, he almost tried to do, like, not that same thing, but just, like, drive across all the ruts to him. And it's like, eh, he probably was deep. He was probably gassed, to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you, because he came from, like, what, 22nd or 23rd? Yeah, it was way back. So he, he came all the way back, back to, well, it was 4th, right? Uh, Yeah, he went uh, oh, yeah, he went 4-8. Yeah, so he came all the way back to 4th. Anderson is the guy right now that I'm looking at going, dude, if he can get a start, and I know we always kind of talk about this with Anderson Outdoors because that's always been his kryptonite. If he can get a start, he is the only guy, oddly enough, because he did the worst out of the guys that we talked about winning this title. Yeah. That I think that he's he's going to be my guy. Like, I just, I cannot sit there and go that if he gets a start yesterday that he is not, maybe he doesn't win, but he is definitely battling with Sexton the whole time. Yeah, he, um... I mean, he didn't shoot himself in the foot where he's out of this. Yeah. Because, like we said, this is a huge question mark, mm-hmm. this whole class. Uh, but he didn't do himself any. I mean, he was six, so, like, whatever. Yeah. He's he's doing all right, but, you know, it's, yeah. But he's the guy right now that I'm looking but at yes, going. But, yes, I think he can win. Yes, for sure. His, he just needs to his start. His speed's there, yeah. So, yesterday, bad starts on his part. Yeah. But, man, God, was he fast, dude. Like, he blew that first one, catches back up to Craig again, and blows it again, but man, dude, like it was like a lap and a half, and he caught back up to him. If he catches, if he catches Craig, I say two laps before of when he caught him, he gets third. Yeah, easy. he does. So yeah, no, I mean, super impressive. And I know it's gonna sound stupid because we're like shitting on the guys that beat him, but it was just, dude, as far back as he came, both of those motos to end up where he did, that was what it was, was impressive. Like he was, he, he did not have a good start either moto, no. and then to come basically from dead last that second moto. Yeah, and where did Barsha finish the second moto? Outside the top 10 or 10th, right? Uh, ninth. Okay. So, yeah. No, it was... Anderson's the guy that I'm going to be looking forward to, looking moving forward. Like, hey, if he gets a start, yeah. he's the guy right now. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, um, all right. Seventh place, Cairoli goes 10-6 on the day. Um, I think his cardio is... It, I think that's it's not as good as we thought it was. Yeah. Um, because he definitely made multiple comments about just being a tester yep. at this point, so riding two which laps and pulling off, which makes, okay, which makes a lot of sense about the comments that I was hearing about. He was riding and training three or four days a week, yeah, 
Well, he was, but it wasn't doing motos. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He said he only did. Somebody said they showed it. He showed them their hands. Yeah, and they were all fucked I think up. It was RJ. Yeah, from from doing thirty minute motos the other day. Um, I didn't think his bike looked great either. Uh, I think they're missing it a little bit on the setup there. Well, you also have to remember too that he's coming from the GPs where literally they have free reign yeah. of whatever machining they can do on the chassis. Yeah. And he has literally like ten frames. Oh, you mean like the shock that Sexton has on his bike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um now hold on, let me finish my thought here and okay. then I'll get back to that. Okay. I'm totally kidding. I'm just pulling oh, RJ. Okay. I yeah, just gotta yeah, okay. keep ah, good, good. RJ RJ said a few things so many times that it's like I gotta right. pull this. So he's used to coming from the world where they literally have ten chassis to choose from. Yeah. And now they don't they they're not true works bikes over here. They mm-hmm. have limitations of what they can do. So I think going in and Paula is not the type of track that you would have thought Cairoli would even do God to begin with, because pretty much the entire track it's it's a man made outdoor track. Yeah. Like once again, I know that his throttle control and his racecraft is great. But you're going from, okay, he doesn't have free reign of chassis set up. He doesn't know the track. I know that he rode there a little bit beforehand, but still, he was fucking riding to like Paris. The Did week you before. hear exactly what happened to him the first moto? Because he went down. No, And I he didn't. said something about it. I was watching, I think it was Swaps, How Was Your Weekend? And he said something about it, but I couldn't understand what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, typical Italian talking yeah. on the bike. Uh, but even though, once again, so much hip strength, really good in ruts. We know he weights that peg. But he's one of those guys that we start getting to when it's softer. You're getting multiple square edge braking bumps, whatever, where he is just really good about lifting the bike, popping up and over those braking bumps instead of trying to drive through them. So do, does it surprise me? Yeah, I thought he would be a little bit higher, but then hearing some of the comments, like you said, yeah. seeing the way the bike was and then thinking about, okay, this is Paula. This is not a true outdoor track. Speaking of that, did you see some of those overhead shots where you could just tell it's just like a thing dropped in the center oh, I know. of the fucking I know, uh, and like then you see desert. the vet track, and then you see the supercross track. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I just... It's really weird to see it like that, and then you think about somewhere like Redbud when you see the overhead shot, and it's just like all this spread out, or like and you see the pretty green, much you anywhere see the grass. Else. Yeah. You see the rolling hills. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Hangtown goes better for Cairoli. Once again, now we're talking about a track that is a little bit more actually... A true outdoor track. Yes. It's going to get rougher. You mean where the hills aren't built by a bulldozer? Yeah, I know. And especially if they decided to throw the fucking mulch and the rice halls in there. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, but yes, I I was surprised. But then hearing the comments, I'm like, okay. I'm telling you, look, watching that, I'm no bike setup mm. expert, but that rear end danced around on him on that track. Well, here's another thing, the too. The little bit we saw of him yesterday. Here's another thing, too. And you got to think about this. Two things. And I know that a lot of our viewers are going to think this is stupid. First off, he was running the scoop. Yeah. I know that these I know that the scoop has gotten to the point that it's really really good. Once again though, and I didn't see if he had the scoop on for the second moto. Once again, he's all about starts and he's also coming from grade grade starts instead mm-hmm. of dirt starts where it, the traction is obviously consistent all the way across the board, so as long as you're not fucking like clutching the shit out of it coming off the line, if that thing, when it hooks, even though that scoop is not ideal for that dirt, there's going to be a little bit more give there. Second thing, he's on Pirelli's. Yeah. He's on Dunlops. Oh, yeah. I know this is going to sound mind-blowing to a lot of people that are new to this. We don't run Pirelli's over here. No. Those tires, those spec tires, act so much differently. Mm-hmm. The Pirelli's, especially with the compounds, especially with the compound he was probably running, especially with him running the scoop, 
That bike is probably, they probably did not go in setting that bike up specifically for what that Pirelli was going to do throughout the moto. And then the thing is, too, I don't know what gearing he was running because, once again, like, who fucking knows? But looking at how far back, go watch some of his early ride, like, from Paris, and you look at the tire that he runs. But also, look at how far back his he runs his rear tire. Mm-hmm. That bitch had to bet, like, he's probably running that thing as far back as he possibly can. With the tight corners yesterday and the traction, you're not going to want to run kind of like with the way RV did with the fucking the chopper shit. You're not going to want to run that. You're going to run want to run the wheelbase a lot tighter. I just have a feeling that they went in with an idea and then they probably halfway into the day go, this dude rides his bike different than anybody we're used to. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's the case. That's just my point of view on it. But I just have a feeling that thinking about all this now, talking about the bike setup, that bike is probably way off of what it should have been. Yeah. And Cairoli, oh, yeah. obviously, especially even though he can speak English, there is still a language barrier the way they articulate things because the pay our guys articulate it. He probably said some stuff to them, and they go, okay, we have an idea what you're saying, when in reality, that's not probably what he was thinking. I don't know this for sure. I'm just speculating. But just kind of knowing how the GP guys go about things. Yeah. And we've all heard the way David Villeman talked about those days of RV, the way he set his bike up. Mm-hmm. It's totally different racing than what he's used to. Yeah. Even with those one-off piece-of-shit tracks that they ride over in Indonesia. Yeah. Those tracks are still, <laughs> they don't break down the same way our tracks do. Yes. So, I just, I have a feeling that there is something to your comment about the bike setup because... Well, it, he, he mentioned it in the How Was Your Weekend interview. Yeah. He did talk about the bike setup. Now, again, what he said, I don't know, because the way he talks, you know, yeah, yeah, the language yeah. barrier, whatever. Totally, for sure. But... He did say there was something with the setup. It looked like the setup was missing. You could yeah. watch it and see that it looked like the setup was missing. So I think if they can get that dialed in, I mean, dude, he goes 10-6 for seventh overall. And it's not like his speed in practice wasn't off, so his time, his yeah. qualifying laps were good. Yeah, and then, yeah, they get that set up. I mean, you're talking, he's he's only two spots behind Dutch. Yeah, and then, like I said, if he keeps going the way we think he's going to do, because he had that whole entire time to not say, well, you know, I'm not going to, he never said that. Mm-hmm. We all believe that he's going to go the 12 rounds, depending on where he is. He's going to keep building and building. And in a year that is very uncertainty, it would not surprise me that if he keeps doing it by the time we get to Redbud or Southwick of all places, he's not four, third, fourth in the points. Yep. And with this uncertainty, especially if Eli bows out, dude, it's open season. With Dylan not there, Eli going to bow out if he does. Dude, you, you could be third by the time we get to round eight, and there's still a possibility of you winning it. And I'll just yeah. say this right now. If he's in for Southwick, there's no fucking way he doesn't win that race. If Eli's gone and Dylan's not there, there's no there's no way in hell Kai really doesn't win Southwick. I just yeah. I can't see any of these dudes I beating him. I don't think Dylan's coming back this year. You keep saying midseason, but I, yeah. I, from what I'm hearing that that the way that ligament yep. tear tear goes mm-hmm. that he's got, it's fucking gnarly. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, they even said that if he pulls it off, it could die. Yeah, it could die and yeah. cause issues, yeah. So, so maybe, yeah, maybe he doesn't come back at all. So that's even further my point, that if he doesn't come back at all and Eli bows out, yeah, I just, if Cairoli's around for the whole season, look for a mid-season charge from him, mm-hmm. and when they kind of get a little bit understanding on the same page. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't what we thought, but dude, once again, Dude's never raced in America but one time in his life. So yeah. what the hell? Like, if he would have went on a one-one, would have been like, oh yeah, I could see that, but then go, I'm still a little shocked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whatever. But here's the thing: the two old guys beat the young buck on that team. They did, but I will give Aaron credit. He looked better than I thought. I don't know about you. I didn't think he would even be in the top ten, to be honest with well, you. Well, he was six ten for eighth overall. Um, 
I don't know. I didn't really notice him out there. To be I noticed with him you. at the beginning of the first moto, and yeah, he wasn't really on my radar. It's he did better than I thought because I really thought he'd be like twelve mm-hmm. to fifteen the first two rounds, hmm. the first couple rounds. I had no expectations for him. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, I mean that's that's not an impressive finish there, and the fact the two old guys beat you. Including a guy that's been off for six years. Yeah, I know. That's a bad look there. You think he's into Coster's office tomorrow or on Tuesday? Probably. Getting yelled at? Probably. About how he has to be better. By the 34-year-old or 33-year-old and the 38-year-old just whooped your ass? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we could go to the other Austrian brand, though. The guy that we kind of, kind of shitted out in our preview show, Shane McElrath. Hold on, we're not there yet. Okay, we're working our way through here. We'll get there. We'll get there when it's time. Okay, right. we'll get there when it's time. Anything else on AP? No, I mean it. Just like I said in the preview show, I think that the first half of the season is going to be struggle bus for him. Probably. If he, I put it this way: if he's top ten overall every round for the first half of the season, I think that's a win for him. Okay. All right, moving on. Barsha, ninth place, eight eight nine for ninth overall. Uh, crashed in that second moto. What happened to him in the first moto? Though? Fuck, I don't know. That's what I mean. Dude, like, his, in his How Was Your Weekend, he didn't even know what he finished the second moto or what his overall was. He was like literally like, hey, what did I finish that second moto? And they're like, I don't know. He's like, well, no one seems to know where I finished or what my overall was. But I mean, eh, you know, whatever. It was bad. Yeah. It wasn't what I thought. I mean, he should. there's no way he should be outside. It's, this is not the Barsha that starts the series like we normally no. see. Usually when he starts a series, he's pretty on fire like Ken. So I would have figured he would have been at worst sixth. Yeah. And I understand, once again, we keep talking about question marks, but... The fact that he goes eight and nine or whatever. Yeah. I understand the second moto, he was down the first lap, so he was coming from the back with Anderson. But the first moto, like, I, I don't, he was still a bad start, but what, like. Yeah, what even happened? Barsha doesn't really get bad starts that often. So, yeah, I'm very surprised by the fact that he just goes at eight and nine. Because usually with something with Barsha, we see something out of him. Yeah. I we barely saw him yesterday. Oh yeah. So yeah. that was that was shocking to me. Yeah, he was not around very much. No. Um all right, 10th overall, Shane McElrath, 11-7 on the day. That seventh's impressive. Uh so here's what's impressive to me. Number 1, he has not had a lot of time on that bike. No. Like, very what, two little. Weeks, three yeah, weeks? 2 3 2 3 weeks. Um not a lot of 30 minute motos. They talked to him on pulp on Monday. He's he he just done his first 30 set of 30s. Um number 2, one thing I didn't think about, he has not rode outdoors since 2020. Since 2020. And it was at a 250. Yeah. It was on the stars. You're on so, star. yeah, so you take, he didn't ride outdoors last year. Uh, the 2020 season, obviously, that was what it was, which was not a normal outdoor season. Okay. We got some room to build. He's going to be on that team all summer. Mm. He's only signed for the first four, but yeah. we all know Dino ain't coming Dino's back. Dino's not coming back. Mookie's not coming Mookie's back for a long time. not coming back for a while. So... He's got that bike all summer, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think he can build on this, but dude, honestly, I think because I mean, you look, you look down the list of who beat him: Barsha, AP, Cairoli, Ando, Dunge, Tomac, Craig, Kenny, Sexton. Who's he supposed to beat? Yeah, because then also once again, you think about the fact if you would have added Savachi in there, you would have added Dylan in there, but they're not there. So, yeah. yeah, you look at it and you go, "This is pretty much where I see him." Like I don't see him doing a whole lot, but do the only I person I see him, the only person I see him beating is AP. Yeah. That's the only person. That's literally, honestly, the only person. And I would have said Dunge before the weekend, yeah. but now I'm like, oh, okay. Well, but Dunge once again, though, who run. knows? We get to the halfway point and Shades keeps building off yeah. this and he keeps getting better. I mean, 
Shane, I don't I don't see him moving into the top five at all. Let's no, put it that way. But, but I think a five to ten guy, I mean, for Husky to have a bike out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I mean let's yeah. fucking do it. Yeah, I mean it's it's impressive. I mean, same thing with AP. If we get to the halfway point and I look on the sheets and Shane's top ten in points, I go, okay. That's a win. Yeah. It's a fucking win. Because mm-hmm. your other two dudes aren't out there. So what do you want? Say, yeah. What do you want? At least you've got somebody out there representing I mean, you. Yeah, in the because pretty much, class. pretty much, and we'll get to this in the two fifties. Outside of that one, that first moto in the two fifties, your whole squad sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's never rode a four fifty outdoors. No, and once again, the last time he rode outdoors was for a two fifty team, and it was a Yamaha, and it was a nine round series in the fall, whole nine yards. Exactly. So yeah, so I mean, dude, I, I think that's all right. His starts are on point. Let's face it, he was. And right we know there. that Shane is good. He can sprint. He can sprint for ten yeah. minutes. So I think he gets a start, fades back, gets a top five by the end of the year, probably. Okay. And we start getting to high point and stuff where, once again, like depending on how they decide to prep the track, it gets a little bit more one line. Gets a start, fades back to third. I mean, if he wants to fucking put his elbows out, ride a wide bike, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's hard for me to see him in the top five, but you start getting to some of these tracks where, like high point, where the chance of rain, it gets greasy, it's cambered. Maybe. Maybe, I, yeah, but I, I, I agree too. It's hard to see that. But it's also one of those things I go, well, you know, there's crazier shit that's probably going to happen this summer with that class. Dude, if I'm Shane, if I'm in the top 10 all summer, I'm fucking stoked. Like I said, same thing with AP. If you're mm-hmm. top 10 by the halfway point, dude, you're doing something That's a right. good resume for me it, to put together to it is. go to a team next year and which, get a deal for next year. Which I think this is, <clears throat> I say it again, I feel like this is a tryout. With Dino going yeah. away, if he puts it top 10 in the points, I feel like Husky almost has to sign him. Because they don't have any other options. Yeah. So. Um, all right. 11th, March Banks. Now, now we're going to start skipping around a little bit here. Because, okay. Like I've got certain dudes here, and then at the end we can. Talk I really about hope there's. A, I really hope there's a certain dude on a husky from UK that's on that list. Are you talking about Gilbert? Yeah. Uh, I he, didn't put him on here, but we can chat. Okay. About uh, uh, March but, Banks. Though. Yeah, March Banks nine twelve. I mean, the ninth is kind of shocking. He supposedly only rode like. Two days before this on the 450 well, I mean, we saw because the commercial he's stealing the giveaway like <coughs> oh, nine yeah. fucking thousand fucking, times. Fucking dumb commercial. <laughs> Him and Phil. Hey, that's our fucking bike. Yeah, that's a giveaway thro- bike. What are you fucking doing? The fucking pit board yeah. at whatever. Anyway, um, 912, rode a couple days before is what he said. Shoulder injury. So halfway through, he said, Oh, I don't want to say that I got tired, but my shoulder was tired. Or whatever. So okay, the fade starts happening. High point. I was gonna say, I it, here's the thing. It wasn't hot. That Addison's disease. We know that's a fucking problem for him. And I don't think it's gonna be hot next weekend. I don't no. think it's gonna be hot in Colorado because they literally just had a fucking blizzard two weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I would, but I would consider if he's in the top fifteen like this all year, that's a fucking win. Yeah. I mean, dude, that <laughs> that twelve to twenty. Positioning is going to be all over the place all year long. Yeah, I know for him it's not a win. No. But we are realists looking at this yeah. going, you have Addison's disease, dude. And it ain't going away. And it ain't it's going with you for away. the rest of your life, bro. Yep. So, you, sorry, your trainer fried you. Let's fucking. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Let's figure this out because this is this is you. Look, so. Supercross, I think, will be good for him. But outdoors, I just don't think it's going to be. I just think, look, dude, if you can be a. 6th to 12th place guy all the time, you are going to have a great career mm-hmm. as a number two on a lot of teams. But if you think you're going to push it and have the attitude of you're going to fucking win races, Here's I the would thing. get the fuck out of here. Here's my question to you, and I already have my opinion on it. If he stays on club, though, because we know that J-Mart is not going to be on the 450 next year, Yeah. the crazy thing is, is that he kind of is the number one 450 guy. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. No, no, like, I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you. You're totally right. But what I'm saying, the yeah, funny yeah, thing yeah. about that statement is it's like, oh, Garrett, you finally got what you wanted. You're the number one guy on the fucking 450 team. Because, Fuck. no, cause like I said, you got Amart, who we know is probably going to retire at the end of this year. Yeah. And Phil, like, Phil only rides the 450 outdoors, and he's not even going to be riding the whole season this year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, Garrett, you finally got what you wanted. You're the number one guy on the team. But what we're not saying is, is you're one of two guys. Yeah, pretty much. So... Um, and sticking with the club team, Amart gets 14th, goes 15-13 for 14 overall. Right where we said, 12-15. I was going to say, just Amart. He wasn't super stoked on it. But um, the thing is, is he's got to know. He's got to know. He said he did a boot camp between Supercross and Outdoors. Bro, if it? you are doing a boot camp in a three in three weeks, you have issues. Trolltraining.com's not working for you. Yeah, I just I don't know what he expects. Like, there's no way I can think that in his mind he thinks that he's gonna be much better than tenth. How are you not? Yeah, I don't know. How are you not in shape to do a do a thirty minute? Like, you should be doing thirty minute supercross motos. Yeah, I know. To be honest with you, like if I was one of these pros, supercross would be thirty minutes for yeah. me. So yeah. that way, when I go to a twenty, okay, easy peasy, no problem. I don't know, man. This shit drives me nuts. <laughs> Absolutely drives me nuts. Uh, Benny Bloss, uh, Bloss, whatever. Benny fucking Bloss. Thir- 13, 15 for 15. Not bad. Not I bad. Mean, he wasn't stoked on it from what I heard, but not mm-hmm. bad. Could, are we going to gloss over the fact that he's on a Butler Brothers KTM? That's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Benny, Benny, if he's there the whole season, if he doesn't want his shit, which that's a huge question mark, um, I kind of look for Benny to be... Man, I don't even know what you fucking call it. Like the number one. I mean, his teammate, they're going to be battling for this title. The number one privateer, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, because who the fuck knows what you want to call it? Like he's, they got a rig. I don't know if the rig was there. Supposedly it was. But like, it's not factory, but it's still a semi. So like, what the fuck is it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is that a fair assessment, though, that if he's in it for the whole season, he can, he's kind of be considered the number one privateer? Oh, yeah. Him and his teammate, Freddie Norton. Yeah. Like, they're going to be battling for that title, which I know that's not a prestigious title, but it's like Benny is kind of that guy. Like, Benny, Amart, Phil, Marchbanks, Norin, like, especially when we go east with some of these East Coast privateers that only ride East Coast, if Ben LeMay decides to sh- Like, those are going to be the guys that are kind of in that 12 to 15, 16 range. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Skipping around some more here. Friend of the show, Scott Meshi goes 27-19 for 21st, so scored a point already. That's good. That's he good was running around in the top 20 both motos. I don't know what happened the first moto. Yep. I haven't texted him to see yet. He must have went down or something. Um, but I thought it was a good day for him. He had yeah. good starts, and he was up at some points to like 15th or so. I'm going to have then, a feeling yeah. for him he's probably shooting for 15 to 20. It, yeah, I would say that's probably. Because that's kind of like he was in that 20 to 25 range most yeah. of the season last year. Yep. So I feel like that if he's just getting points, I feel like that he's probably happy with it. Maybe we're wrong, but I just assuming knowing Scott, that's kind of his goal. Yeah. So uh, Bogle twenty twenty six for twenty seconds. I think it's retirement time, bud. Love Bogle. Go free ride. Go make cool videos. Doing cool swag shit you can do. Oh, but dude, I it's think just it not might, good. I think it might be time to hang the racing boots up, bro. Like, he doesn't even just, look like he cares anymore. That's the thing. And I know he does, but I'm just like, fuck, bro. Can you just like, dude, like there is plenty of Internet hype out there for you. Plenty. I mean, dude, look at what, what the, hill hill, the hills do. Yeah, that kind of like just go do what they do. 
Like, ride a track if you want to. Make a sick video of you doing sick-ass whips off triples and I stuff. Just, I don't get Go it, Go in dude. the hills and do sick oppos and shit like that, and then just fucking chill, bro. I just don't get it. it just, I don't either. I, I, I don't see any fight from him at all. Yeah. Like, any give a shit. And I know that he says that he cares, but it's one thing to say it, and then when you actually go out there and put the helmet on and just no energy, no effort whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a weird situation. Um, and then the last person I have for the 450s, outside Gilbert, who we're going to talk about a little bit, um, all, another friend of the show, Hubert, goes 26-35 for 31 overall. 26 is I good. I text him after qualifying because yep. his qualifying was pretty good, and yeah. I almost picked him for fantasy. Yeah. Thank God I didn't. Uh, but I was like, hey, bro, how we feeling today? And he responded back with, well, still a little under the weather, but we're here shredding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know when the last time you've talked to Matt. It's been a while since we've even seen Matt. Last time I would have saw him was the end of uh, was Crawfordsville last year. Yeah. We all know that he went through some injuries. The trading program was very laxed. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. Like, I, I tried to pay attention to him as much as I could. I was looking at his lap times. I'm going to assume that maybe training didn't go super great in the offseason. We know he didn't ride Supercross. Like I said, he said he was under the weather, so he might he might be a little sick. I don't but know. I, 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 didn't, I didn't press it. I think the same thing with Matt. Like I think that he, he's he been top 20 before quite a few different times. He's even been in the top 15. Yeah. I feel like with Matt, he's kind of – I feel like if he's scoring points because he didn't get one last year. And yeah. And he was super pissed about that. Yep. I feel like that that's kind of probably his goal. Yeah. Just, just score points. Yep. So so we'll see. Um, Gilbert. What's his first name? Josh Gilbert. Josh Gilbert. Yep. From the UK. Yep. Same Husky team over in the UK as Russian Bob. So I know that you don't listen to the Pulp stuff. Yep. He was on the radar on Pulp. Oh, because, yeah. He's legit. Because uh, uh, what did uh, it was. Um, oh, shit. What's his name? Uh, who's the get guy? Oh, Dan Truman. Yes. So Dan, I think it was on Fantasy they were talking about it. I picked him. And uh, Dan was like, well, I have two texts out. One guy says 10 to 12. One guy says 10 to 15. And uh, he was like, I think maybe he's been to the 83 combounder ride. I'm not sure. Like He, he spent some he time in Florida. Say, he was that British guy I was telling you guys about. Okay. He spent some time down in Florida. I don't know if he rode 83 compound, but he was riding some of the local races down there. So the, the sad thing on. was I meant to pick him, yeah. and I didn't in yep. Fantasy. Um, and then, of course, I'm watching the broadcast, and he's like 10th. I'm like, motherfucker. Dude, he was in 7th at the beginning of that second I know. Yeah. The guy was fucking crushing it. Here's the thing about Gilbert. So his team, because they make all their money doing the British series, and they've yeah. done GPs before, they're racing as many rounds over here until they run out of money, or if they don't run out of money, but until a British round starts. He wants to do as many as he could. Like I said, his teammate is Russian Bob, Evgeny Bobby Trev. Crazy thing about Josh is he gets better when the track's rougher. Track wasn't rough yesterday. Yeah. So if you think that like, oh, he hit his peak, if he makes it east, wait till we if he makes it to Redbud, oh, he's putting it in the top ten. Like no problem. But wanna hear another wild thing about Josh? You know huh. what his best finish last year in the GPs was? What? Sixteenth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So like if that's I know that I'm not I'm not trying to make this a whole US versus Euro debate, but if you run a really good indication of how things are over there compared to over here. That's all you really need to know. Well, but don't don't say that too loud because then you have Cairoli who's battling for the world title last year and is but now getting seventh. We so, also do. So it's like, yeah, I agree with what you're saying to an extent, but it's like, well, it, it all kind of washes out eventually. Yeah. Here. I know that there's a lot of varying factors to it, but I just want people to keep in mind that Gilbert, like in the GP, since he's went to the GPs, he's been a 12, 
13 to like 17th place guy. Yeah. I actually don't know if he's ever even put it in the top 10 in a moto over there. So, yeah, I really hope that they can do the series as long as possible. Uh, he's a very interesting dude, very quiet, and he's better when the track gets rough. And I think that yesterday he's probably going, fuck, dude, this track's way too smooth right now. <laughs> and he's also very good in the sand, but I don't think he'll be here by the time we get to Southwick. But if he makes it to Redbud, yeah, look for him to be in the top 10 at some point when the track gets rough. So yeah. man, who knows? Maybe even Hangtown. But yeah, that's the little thing on them. They're doing it as long as they have money or until we get to a British round. I'm going to assume they're probably going to run out of money before we get to a British round. Okay. But uh, no, nah, cool little story, man, because I know a lot of people, even yeah. Leeds was like, I don't know who Josh Gilbert is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, he was that British guy I was telling you guys about oh, okay. back in the month, back way back in the wintertime, like, hey, we got some British dudes coming over. And I think there's a couple other dudes coming over later in the year. But uh, no, it's just a cool story, man, because yeah. everybody was like, I know everybody was watching that. They're going, who the fuck is Josh Gilbert? Yeah. So, all right, cool. So that. That wraps up our 450 wrap-up. Again, brought to you by our friends over at Gutterworks. Make sure to check them out. Link in the description down below. Um, before we jump into 250s here, let's break from talking about that. Let's go, move on to World Supercross main announcement this week. Yep. First four five four teams. Uh, Genova, uh, Pipes. I think it was the CDR dude, and then another team, a Honda Like team, I said, right? the first four teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Now, Pipes. Pipes. So I, so I haven't even seen this. So it's not Hep. What do you mean? Isn't Hep Suzuki? Doesn't Pipes, Dustin Pipes do Hep Suzuki? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Hep Suzuki. Yeah. The okay. P, the P literally is Pipes. Okay. Yeah. And then okay. I don't know what the E stands. I can't remember who the E is, but the H is George Holland. Now, have you heard? I heard somewhere, and I, it was something I was listening to, and somebody was talking about it, but then I missed one of the teams, which I assume since it's not Genova, because they don't do outdoors, I so I assume it's Hep is going to try to do outdoors and World Supercross next year. I'm going to take a wild guess and think that that's not Hep. I'm going to take a wild guess and think that that's the CDR team, the Yamaha team. Were they talking about our series? I don't. I thought See, they were. because I haven't watched the interview yet. I haven't watched the interview either for – where's the interview? I don't even know. I, there's like, an interview. Dude, I haven't heard shit about There's an interview this. up on Vital about it. Oh, okay. Vital. I think it's on their YouTube page with the with the World Supercross guys. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay. Because um, it literally like the thumbnail is their four faces and then showing their team names. Ah. I haven't listened to it either. Uh, if I like, I would have watched it had I known this is what we were going to talk about. I don't know. Like, that's going to be tough though. That it'd be super interesting. But here's the thing, okay? If they do it like Formula One or whatever, mm-hmm. okay, where they're shipping the stuff, the the bikes and the pits and everything. Well, I mean. If you get, especially with Suzuki, we we've all heard Suzuki's making a push to come back to moto. Yeah. So you already got the semi. Yeah. Why don't you just have the semi loaded to go to the fucking races in the U.S.? Because the semi is not leaving the U.S. to go to these yeah. offshore races. They're just shipping everything in crates. That so, to me, that's that's not a super hard thing to do. The hardest part is the guys that are, the guys riding that are going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But at the same time, too, at that point, if you're racing that much. You're not riding during the week. The Hep thing is super surprising to me because I know that they're eventually going to get some like more Suzuki support here soon, mm-hmm. especially with Suzuki trying to make a little bit of a push coming back. Do you think Suzuki had something to do with them getting a spot in God, the World SX? God, you have to believe so, man, because like, no offense to the Hep guys, but why of all the teams? But then again, look at the sponsors they're bringing in. Twisted T. I know. Progressive. I know. Like they're bringing but then in you also, some sponsors of some big names. You also there. have to think about though, and this is not a shot at their guys, especially considering we like Bogle, we like Hartraft, eh, Adam and Knapp, whatever. That's a very 
it's a very weird team to think about that's going to really even make any headway. That's my thing too. Is well, so I don't know if I told you. I thought I told told you this when we did the outdoor preview, or what, maybe it was the last Supercross. Even they threw money at AC. Oh yeah, yeah, that's year. right. They, they threw some big money yeah. from what so I understand. So that's probably Suzuki. AC. Suzuki probably yeah. had to be a part of that. So so I think there's money there. It would not surprise me at all next year to see someone bigger named on a Suzuki. Joey Savacci. <laughs> I don't even think that. I'm thinking Colt Nichols. Yeah. Somebody like that. Because they were saying that people have been talking to Colt about it, but they haven't name dropped. They got to do it because if they're if Suzuki's going to put all this money into it, they've been away from the sport this long. We know that the bike's going to be new in 2024, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, them doing this. Like, you got to think that they're going to start making moves, especially now that we're going to get into a situation where a lot of these 250 guys are moving up. Yeah. And these factory teams are going to be forced to. You need to have three guys. Mm-hmm. Hep's over there like, hey. Come to our team. I would love to talk. I need to like find Dustin Pipes or something when we're at Red Bud or, or Iron Man or something and talk to him. I would love. I know he's not going to tell me exact, but like financial oh, you wise, su- you might be surprised. Like, what are you? What are you pulling from Twisted T? What are you pulling from Progressive? Because Twisted, I, I, I am mad, dude. Twisted T, it's got to be a big one too because of the fact that they're the first. They're all over the shroud, like behind your head. And they've also, it's been a very long time since we've had an alcoholic drink be allowed to be on any bikes. Yeah, and and I don't know, I don't know, like, I'm not going to put out exact numbers here, okay? But let me just say, a lot of the privateers I talk to, for me to get that spot on the shroud is going to cost me 20 grand. Yeah. Easy. And that's a privateer. For sure. So yeah, no, that is an interesting thing, and I, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna find out as these months go on because I mean, do the first fucking rounds what the end of September? Yeah, so we're gonna find yeah, out. Their, what are they saying? Their four round? Yeah, something series. It's a it's a might pre- well just call precursor. It war- or yeah, warm yeah, up. Some, it's something like that. They did use something like that, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, hey, dude, but if you're gonna dive in, dive it right in and say, hey, look, this is just a warm up for what the fuck we're gonna do. It's gonna be very interesting. They're gonna. I'm excited to see it. I well, I just want to know where's that American round gonna be, and we're going to it. So oh wow, yeah, that's the only thing I give a shit about. Where's well, the American rounds gonna? Unless it's in that fucking hellhole of a California. Yeah, that's true. God, it'd be cool if it was in Florida. Oh, by the way, uh, oh. we're we're gonna talk about. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with Supercross. I think you all already heard the same thing though. Um, I mean. Do you want to, before we wrap this up, like, think that I heard? Maybe you've already heard the same thing. With what? With rounds for next year. I've already heard a little bit of rumbling as to where some of these rounds. I haven't heard shit, so go ahead, please. Okay, I'm so, learning now also. So, and I and this is not, this is a rumor. Keep in mind, don't take this to fact. This is a rumor. Uh, so, apparently, uh, Denver is out. Okay. And Nashville is going to be back. But that's not a surprise because I heard they were switching off alternate years. Okay. So, so and we'll another be going to Nashville. Okay, and another thing too, Tampa, or Tampa, Tampa or Jacksonville is going to be back. Okay, and this one is the most unlikely of ones, but I guess they're pushing hard for it. They are trying uber hard to get back to Vegas within the next two years. Mm. So that one is like the least possible one, but the Colorado out, Nashville in, and we are going to be back in Florida. It's just it's either Jacksonville or Tampa. Tampa, it sounds like they're leaning more towards. So I know that that's not huge, crazy news to everybody, but it's something I had heard over the weekend. And also, yeah. I had not only heard it, but I'd also seen people talking about it. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that'll be kind of cool, though. 
The Nashville one would be, well, we talked about this when we were in St. Louis. It'd be a really cool one to go to for yeah. Supercross. Yeah, and we'll definitely go to that one if they have that yeah, for sure. That'd so, be a cool one. It'd be really cool if we were in like Daytona and Tampa really close together. Well, that would be really fucking sweet because then I could work that all into one, one working trip there. That'd be fucking cool. Oh, and one more one, one more thing, not that this matters to us. Uh, they are also, just like with Vegas, they're trying uber hard. Once again, this doesn't affect us uh, to go back to Toronto. They're trying to get bring them back a Canadian round. I'm not going to Canada. No, no, no. That's Trust why I said me, it doesn't. I'm f- fucking out on that one. Yeah, well, Justin Trudeau. Uh, <laughs> doesn't really. I don't care anymore. Doesn't really affect us. But I'm saying that even though that's not a round we'll ever go to, the Toronto rounds were always kind of cool because that isn't going to work. No, it's not going to be. But They're I know. Not. Here's what'll happen. How, how It'll you, be in Toronto for World SX. How are you going to do it for for half the guys not to go? I know. Like that's why I'm saying World SX. I think what'll happen is is that if Feld can't pick it up, World SX will be like, "Well, we can, we can," and then it'll just so at some point we'll have a race in Canada at some point again. Yeah. So the fans were always cool. That's why I always thought it was kind of cool to go there. Yeah, the Nashville thing. Super pumped on that. Can't wait to go to that one. Um, but like I said, that I'd heard yeah. was going to alternate. They were going to alternate that. Denver and that every other year. But so the that's Florida cool. one, the Florida one was new to me though. I had heard that and I was like, oh, yep. okay, well that's cool. Yep, the Florida one will be interesting. 105 that, degrees, trying to ride supercross track. <laughs> what do you mean in Florida? Yeah, it won't be that hot in the winter. No, but it wasn't like when, didn't the when they go to the Tampa one though the last time didn't they say it was like 92 degrees for qualifying during so. the day? I don't think so. I don't know. It's not that warm in the winter there. Nah, that's true. Dude, Either way, like when I'm there, you like. When I'm there in the winter, between yeah. like February and or it's end like of January 80s, and yeah. March, yeah, it's like 80s if you're lucky. And most of the, like, dude, there have been times I had to wear my winter coat. Oh, yeah, it's like 35 one. in the morning. Yeah. I mean, but, look at the last Daytona I went to in 2020. Like, yeah. I had to buy a fucking Geico puffer jacket because yep. it's so fucking cold. So, um, okay. Uh, one other thing with the World Supercross there, not a surprise that Genova's team is part of it. No. Here's my question. Is Brayton going to be on the team? Oh, I'm sure. He, oh. This year for sure. Oh, I thought that was going to be your question. <laughs> no, my, my big question is going to be who else is going to be on that team? Um, because let's face it, they might get away with World Supercross this year with Brayton and Freeze and, yeah, and Sealy. Yeah. Oldenburg, I would think, has to be coming back. Who, who are they going to do next year, though? Because, 450s? Yeah, because. I don't think Brayton's going to race it next year. I think after this World Supercross, he's done, done. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of like maybe doing Paris and that kind of stuff, and then my, and then it goes to two. They're going to want like World SX is going to want names. Yeah, and we all have opinions and rumblings and shit that we've heard of bigger guys. So who are they going to throw money at and get on that team? Which then is going to translate into they're going to ride for that team for for. Feld Supercross, Are too. you trying to talk about American-wise, or are you talking about GP-wise? I'm talking about American-wise. I think the GP guys are going to be brought in by the by the teams outside the U.S. Yeah. I think the U.S. teams are going to bring the U.S. guys, a la HEP, a la, a la so uh, here's the MCR. Thing. So here's the thing. The only guys that are really going to be looking at finding rides next year is going to be Joey. We hear that Max has got his own little deal going, but who knows how long that's going to be. So Savachi, Anstey. Yeah, but those uh, aren't those aren't the guys I'm talking about either. No, no, you're talking about bigger. You're talking about bigger names. I know. Uh, Dude, is Honda gonna send Kenny over there? I mean, to finish out his career. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe because we know that once Jets up there, like Kenny's probably gonna be done. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I uh, maybe one of these 250 guys coming up. I don't know. Like that's the thing is right now because we have 
we have so many names that people are familiar with, but if you really want to talk about names that really draw the attention to also, people, also too, wasn't it you telling me that Hymus? He, like, yeah. Uh, what's his nuts is pushing for Hymus yeah, to go World SX and regular SX only. Yeah, yeah. Right now, Myrtle is pro- pushing for that. Maybe he goes there next year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know because, like I said, that's the thing. And the only name that keeps popping up, which once again, AC is the only person right now that is kind of in limbo because I know he just re-signed his contract. But let's be let's be real. The moment that contract's done, they're not re-signing him again. He's done. Twenty twenty three will be the last time you will see AC on a factory Kawasaki. He's not going forward with that. <clears throat> twenty 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 four is going to be interesting because twenty three. There's a lot of people locked in already. Yeah. Yep. Then you go to twenty four. Tomac's probably retiring. Um, Dylan's contract's going to be up. Dylan's contract Anderson's is going to be up. Ando's contract up. contract's going to be up. Barsha's up. Malcolm um, will probably be up again by then. Yeah, Malcolm's up by then because next year's year two. So Jet will be locked in with Honda, so that's not a thing. Chase's contract will be up by then. Hunter will probably be on a 450. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's mm-hmm. a lot of shit going on. A lot on. of moving pieces starting that year. Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> It's going to be a very interesting and, year. And by then, now you've had a year of World SX. Yep. What's the, what's it look like? Including, yeah. So what's the what's, what's the, the realm? Look, yeah. yeah. Or the landscape look like after that? I don't know. It's going to get interesting here going into twenty four. Yeah. If the world doesn't explode before then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to buy a yacht and live in the middle of the ocean. Fuck that! I hate boats and I hate the ocean. I'm scared to drown. Yeah, I don't like the water either. Um. All right. Let's move on here now. 250. Do you want to take a break before we do this? We've been sure. at this for like an hour and a half here. I mean, you want to see if the is the battery good? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's plugged in the box. I mean, so yeah, that's we fine. can take a five minute break. I yeah, know. let's take a five minute break. I got pee anyway. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick five minute break. We'll be back here um, with the 250 class and our holster co reload rant here, and uh, we'll get everything wrapped up. So we'll be right. All right, and we're back. Um, 250s brought to you by our friends over at JT Cycle. If you need. Nope, that's Dirt Bike Depot. We don't need that one right now. JT Cycle, serving Battle Creek, Michigan for over 30 years. Stop in to check out their full selection of Beta Gas Gas Husky and Suzuki motorcycles and Power Sports products. Need something for around the house to help keep things nice and trimmed up? They have a full lineup with Echo, Aaron's, Gravely, and Simplicity. Visit jtcycle.com or follow them on Instagram at jtcyclebc. Okay. If it wasn't for Hunter... Mm-hmm. This whole segment would be me talking about Jet going 24-0. <laughs> the only thing yeah. keeping me from that right now mm-hmm. is Hunter. If something happens to Hunter, Jet wins every fucking moto out there. Dude, that was fu- That is veteran savvy in an 18-year-old. He looked so fucking good. Yeah. He was smooth. He fucking didn't panic when he was behind Justin Cooper. He just sat back. He even did what RJ said he was doing and just chilled back to, like, A, see his lines, and B, not get roosted by all that shit, and then just went to work, and off he fucking went. Second moto, same fucking thing. Yep. No, he looked good. I mean, it's hard to it's hard, Dude. It's hard to say otherwise. He looked tell, great. Uh, tell, tell me if Hunter was out for some reason and with everything else we just saw. We're, we're full of fo- question marks in the 450s. Mm-hmm. We are not in the 250. Tell me, looking at that race, Hunter crashes out the other day. 
you don't go, well, Jet's going to win every fucking race this summer. See, here's the thing with it's very easy to get on that train, but it's also it's very hard for me to go down that road with 24 and 0 because first off, it's never been done in the 250 class. Yeah. Stu was the only person close to it when he was back in the 125s. I think How many won, did he win? I think he won 20 of 24. So, I think that, and I think the only reason the only and the so only, if we go twenty one, I think the and see here's the thing too, we're better than Stu. I th- All cal- right, calm down. I think the only reason he didn't even, I think the reason why he didn't go twenty two of twenty four is one of the. I think that was the same year he rode the whole moto with a flat tire, okay. and also it was a moto A-ray status. Yes, it was the moto. Well, no, dude. I think I'm pretty sure this was at Red Bud. He had a flat rear tire, and he literally came from dead last. And I still think he got like fourth with a flat rear tire. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think the other moto was, I'm pretty sure that was the year that he got caught up in that first turn pile up at Bud's Creek, mm. where we see the famous Bubba Scrub coming off Henry Hill. Uh, so everybody's seen that fucking video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but outside of that, um, it's very easy to go down that. But like I said, outdoors is one of those things, no matter how much you beat people by, you could be winning every round by a minute. But because outdoors, unlike Supercross, that no matter how much faster you are than everybody, it's one of those things that at some point, whether it be a first-turn pileup because there's 40 dudes, whether it be because you go to a race and your your week is off a little bit and it's 15 degrees hotter, whether it's your bike setup is off a little bit and it's a lot rougher than you expected, going 24-0 for Jet Outdoors is 10 times harder than if he I would say he would have a better sh- shot of winning every supercross race every supercross race by 20 seconds. His speed is not the issue. His cardio is not the issue. His racecraft is not the issue. It's just 24 and 0 outdoors is something there's a reason why only two dudes have ever done it. He and I'm not saying so Jet fucking good. I'm not saying that Jet doesn't have the talent to do it or the speed or all that. Everything. I can't say one bad word about the way Jet rode yesterday. But there's a reason why two people have only ever done it in history, and it was not in the 250 class. It was in the 450 class. Because here's the thing, too. You just have to think about the fact of what happens if there's fucking just one round where RJ lines up next to him and RJ gets squirrely halfway down the start straight and just... Yeah. I mean, shit like that can happen. And, and that's why, for me, because in Supercross, even though he is obviously faster than everybody outdoors, it's a, it's a lot harder to go that speed. And I'm not saying a revelation here for 35 minutes and not psych yourself out. Compared to Supercross, where his speed is so much better than everybody's, and we see it enough, he can crash, and he'll catch back up to everybody. But the problem is outdoors, that if you're down 20 seconds on the first lap, because of how rough it is, it is a lot harder to push to that red when it's 95 degrees out when we go east, and there's fucking three-foot-deep cupped-out spots and fucking two-foot braking bumps, compared to Supercross, where... Dude, he can pass half the field in the whoop section. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to say it's crazy to think that he could because we obviously know the one guy that was in J-Mart is not there, and J-Coop obviously we now know is not Justin Cooper of last year, which we kind of all suspected. We'll get to that. It's just it's really hard to believe that because of the fact that all it takes is one of those fucking dudes just yeah. to get squirrely down the start straight. Because here's the thing. As fast as Jet is, though, Jet's not coming from 30th and winning. He's not. His speed is faster than everybody. But here's the thing. You got to think. If Hunter gets out front, which that's another thing. His starts are shit. So let's just say fucking Forkner or Schmoda or whoever. If they're out front and Jets in 30th, if by the time he gets into the top 10, they're 20 seconds out, you got to think. It's probably going to be the 25-minute mark. So he's not going to gain 20 seconds in 10 minutes. No, dude. he's It's just not going to happen. 
it's so much easier because he got the starts yesterday. We saw last year what happened when he was coming from behind. It's a lot different to try to go that speed in the pack. We've seen in the 450s. Look at Anderson. I mean, I will be interested to see if he does get a shit start, how it goes. Yeah. But, dude, he was he put 6 to 10 seconds on Hunter, which we know Hunter Hunter starts were also have gar- good starts, yeah. but he had, but even at the end when Hunter was catching him, yeah. he still was he it was like, managing. He, yeah. I was going to say he managed it. But he was out front though. Yeah, about down to 6 seconds most of the time. But dude, those two were 20 plus seconds ahead of third place. Well, the second moto it wasn't Shimoda. Shimoda and Hunter had that battle in the oh, second yeah. moto. So yeah, I'm but, not but I'm still saying, dude, it there's a big big gap between those two and everybody there, else. There there is. I'm and I'm not disagreeing with that. It's just like I so said. So when you say that, I don't necessarily know if I see at this point and again, we're still early. I won't base everything off the first round, but I'm just going off of if you look at the Supercross season went really well. Yes. One Four, four, five. But races, look what happened whatever. though when his starts were bad though. Yep. And then and not, last year he yeah, wins no, the title. No, no, no it's I mean, it's it's hard it's, to disagree. But the one thing that we've seen though is, and like I said, it's going to be a lot harder that if he's coming from tenth and he has a pack of RJ Hamaker, Brown, Mosman, they're all in front of him. Is he faster than them? Yes. Once again though, talking about outdoors, these dudes, it's not hard for them to. Hey, you're all the way on the outside. I'm just going to go inside out and I'm going to run you wide in the corner. Whereas Supercross. Yes, it's there's less time and there's less speed to try to do that. But here's the thing. Jet can look over and going, well, I know that if he's all the way on the inside of this corner, he's going to do that. I'm going to start fading over. All they have to do is, all right, now I'm just going to stop halfway down the start straight, and it's not going to get squirrely. It's just so much harder. People think because, oh, we're outdoors and it's a lot wider and we could do more things that it makes it a lot easier. No, it actually makes it a lot harder from the guy coming from behind because the problem is, is that in Supercross, you have a thin margin to try to ride a wide bike, and that's why only so many people can do it without looking like a bunch of morons. Outdoors, there's all this fucking room. Mm -hmm. There's all this fucking room. So, okay, here's the thing. Vince Freezy's wet dream. That's what I mean. Do you you understand (laughs) what I'm trying to say? I do. do. Because a lot of people will listen to this and they'll go, well, that doesn't make any sense, but it does. It's a lot easier outdoors for the guy in front to to play defense than it is indoors because indoors, Jet goes, I already know what this dude's going to do, so I just already can set up for it. Whereas Mm -hmm. outdoors... Jet can anticipate this guy going to do it, and then he starts doing this. All that dude has to do is, oh, nope, now I'm going to shut it off halfway down because yeah. I can feel you behind me. Whereas if you're in Supercross and you commit to riding that wide bike, you're committed to it because yeah. you only have this much of the track before you start. So, yes. I'm, it, I'm not on the 24-0 train yet. I'm sure we're going to hear I just have to see week. what happens if he gets if he goes through I'm, adversity. I'm, on, I'm still on 20. Because look what happened in Supercross. Outdoor or Supercross, he fucking killed it in Minneapolis, and then we went to the Triple Crown. Mm-hmm. So, and also too, and he'll say this, he's just really good at Paula though too. He, not well, saying he's he not good. He hates the track, but he's but, really good there. And not saying he's not good at all these other no. tracks. Yeah, and not saying he's not good at all these other tracks. He's got wins, but the thing is though, is he has been very good at Paula. I just, it's kind of like with everybody in the four fifties. I have to wait till we get halfway in because I'm not convinced that when we go east that when some of these guys that we still have a little bit of question marks that are working their way back up, that they can't start challenging him a little bit more. Is he still the favorite? Yes, he's still my title pick. That has not changed. But it's just, it's once again really hard for me to base it off of, oh, yeah, like he killed it at Paula. He killed it at Paula last year, too. He's killed it at Paula every time he's been there. He's 4-0. Yeah, and then the thing, though, is, is that what happened when we went to Thunder Valley last year? He didn't win at Thunder Valley. 
Yeah. He won, did he win? No. He didn't even win a moto Thunder Valley last year, did he? Because that was when J-Mark KO'd himself. Let me just tell you. Let me just say this, though. On the podium at the end when he was talking, that was the first time I've seen Jet that wasn't this quirky little kid. Mm. And I don't watch he, any of the podium he looked, stuff. He looked like an adult. Mm. He sounded like an adult. His balls dropped. <laughs> I mean, let's just put this. His yeah. balls dropped. It was very interesting because I looked at him <clears throat> and I was like, wow, that is not that 15-year-old kid eating donuts on the podium at Monster Cup anymore. This is a kid now who has grown into a young man. Mm-hmm. And he is. And He's 18 won, now. Yeah, and has won two titles. Does he, mean and, ni- does he mean 19 soon? Yeah, I'll be 19 this summer. Okay, so yeah. He's, he's won not two a kid ti- He's won two titles, loads of races, and he is literally maturing before our eyes. He's still that fun jet. Yeah. Like, there's still... But there, what a there race still, weekend. Yes, but it, but it was very much... There was an adult side to it I saw all of a sudden, which I hadn't seen before. But see, here's the thing, and I don't know if you noticed this. You flipped that to his brother, and Hunter did not look happy yesterday. Yeah, I don't think he was super stoked. So I heard this interesting theory. We'll get to we'll get to Hunter here now. He goes two two for a second. So I heard this interesting theory. So they come over, right? And Hunter's up here, mm. and he's dragging Jet along with mm. them. And now they have transitioned to Jet's up here because Hunter and was he's kind of dragging the Hunter. Hunter was kind of the guinea pig. However, because of this. Where Jet's way up here, say the rest of the competition is here, and Hunter was here. Now he's dragging Hunter up with him because they ride, train, all this shit all together. So Hunter is pulling away from the rest of these guys, and he still may be slightly under his brother. And I'm sure if Hunter ever saw this, he'd be like, you're a fucking moron. Mm. But I, whoever said that, I, I can't remember what show I heard that on this week, but I, I agree with it. He's. I will say this for the first time. And I don't know about you. Maybe you saw it differently. But once again, just the way I kind of see things, just seeing that not with brothers, at least. Yeah. But like I've seen this before with guys that have trained together. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's different because them being brothers. But still, it's the same idea. After that first moto, this is the first time I've looked at Hunter when Jet was like, hey, man, good job. And Hunter was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I know that they jab at each other, but it's still good. fun. Yeah. What I saw with Hunter Jet was like all smiles or whatever, and obviously he won the moto. Hunter got second. It was the first time I've looked at Hunter, and I go, he's legitimately not like happy right now, and he's not all about the yeah, hey buddy, good job, like good job, buddy, good. No, like he did not look like he was in a. Here's what I got to say. Thank God for Hunter because he's going to make this summer interesting. But what I'm saying is, is that yeah, I, know. I think this he's is not, he's not pumped on. I think it. this is the first time where the whole. Hey man, like I'm really happy for you. Like re- Hunter's like, but is this a surprise to anyone? Because okay, Hunter's been quote unquote the guy kind of, and then you have Jet pops on the scene mm-hmm. here in the U.S. and he turns into this fun kid or whatever. But now you're three years down the road. Jet's won two. however many races. Yep, two, two titles. titles. Yep. Hunter has not. Hunter. I mean, Hunter's got more Supercross wins than him, but. I think Hunter's thing is is that he is not happy because kind of like with every racer out there, they, oh, hey, man, like if my speed is there and I look at my lap times, but then I can say, oh, I had a bike problem, they can blame it on something, but you really yeah. know deep down in your heart, like, hey, man, like I'm not going to say that, but I just know. I think Hunter goes, I know I can, I'm as fast as him, mm-hmm. but my fucking starts suck. Yeah. 
and that's what it was yesterday. I'm not saying Hunter would have won had he got the start, but it would have been a hell of a lot closer, and I think he's literally looking at himself in the mirror going, dude, yep, my starts are garbage, and if I don't keep if I keep getting these starts, Jet's going to run away with this. But he can legitimately... Hey, look, he needs to look at the positives here. He knows what he needs to clean up to be able to but run with here's the thing. Him. Why is it... I don't get this. I've never understood this, and I don't know if it's now these dudes have gotten so used to the great start. His outdoor starts have been trash ever since he came over here. I don't know. But sometimes, somehow in Supercross, dude, his starts were on point all year long. And maybe it is a great thing because even over in the GPs and EMX2, his starts outdoors were never good. But you go back to last year outside of what? Southwick? His starts were bad the entire year. Yeah. I know that it's something to, oh, at least you can look at it and go, hey, if I get a start, I know I can run with this kid and I can beat him or whatever the way you want to look at it. But, dude, at some point, though, it's kind of like what we talk about with Dylan and Supercross. What the hell has he got to do to fix it? Because we know the talent's there. We know that the technique is there. What 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 is happening to you on the start? Are you just having yeah. an absolute brain fade when the gate drops? I don't know. Because like that's the only thing I can look at, and that's the more actually more frustrating if you really think about it. Because you go, it's that one thing. Yeah, but it's the one thing. <laughs> but hey, you know what it is. It could be worse. You could be Dungey 2015 after fucking Glenn and not Helen knowing why, and going, I, I don't even know what the fuck to do to yeah, even exactly. get close to him. And, and and there is the flip side to that too, because it's a contrasting thing. Because you can go, oh, it's great. I know what I got to finish mm-hmm. or fix. But then you're like, oh, what? Like why? Why do I have to fix this? Why are my Supercross starts good, but then I go to outdoors and they're garbage? Here is my plea to Hunter. Don't be a negative Nancy. Take the positives out of the weekend. Number one, we know what we need to fix. The starts. Number yeah. two, you're the only dude in that whole fucking field yeah. that can hang with Jet. Yeah, and like Everyone I said. Everyone else is outclassed. And like I said, let's preface the point that the fact that because this is happening, because J-Mart is not there, we don't mm-hmm. want, because I know that a lot of people are going to go that and they go, oh, well, you know, what about J-Mart? No, we both know that if J-Mart was there, it wouldn't be just Hunter. And Cooper is hurt and once said, we'll get to that. But yes. It's Jet and Hunter, and we kind of talked about this, and it's everybody else. Everybody else, I think, as the season goes on, there are a few guys that I think are going to get a little bit closer, but there's still going to be a gap. But that's the thing, though, man. For the first time, I looked at Hunter, and I and I looked when they panned to his face, mm-hmm. and Jet's over there talking to him, and Hunter's not even really looking at him. He's just kind of like... And he's just staring off into the distance. Yeah. And it's the first time I've looked at that, and I'm going, Hunter actually looks pissed. He doesn't look like he wants to joke around with his brother. Yeah. And like, hey, man, you know, whatever. No, he didn't. And I know that he didn't show a lot of facial expression on the podium, but I didn't need to see it on the podium. I just looked at what he looked like after he got off the bike, and he did not look happy. Well, we'll see how it goes this summer. Um, Third overall, Shimoda with a 4-3. This is what Joe needs to do all summer. Uh Uh-huh. He needs to go 4 And his speed was even better than I thought. Yeah. On the box. His speed was good. Yeah. He does not need to hit the deck. He just needs to be this kind of Joe. Joe, a.k.a. New Dungeon. This is where you are. This is where you are. You're not doing this. Don't get out here. Yeah, this This is is where you you are. And he looked great, dude. And even his speed, even at that, at that was better than I thought. Yeah. Because he pushed all the way through the first moto. Yep. And the second moto, dude, he made Hunter work for it. Yeah, Now, yes, obviously, Hunter, when he got around him, he pulled a little bit. Not a lot, because it was the end of the moto. Yeah. But... That was that was better than I thought, and honestly, it shouldn't really be a surprise because we even talked about this. The end out, twenty twenty one, Joe was on the podium like three times and fourth like the rest of the time. Yeah, so this shouldn't be a shock, but I think we just we have amnesia sometimes and we forget. We look at Supercross and we go, "Oh, that was terrible." Mm-hmm. How crazy is it though? <laughs> Fucking Myrtle's dudes go one, two, three. Jesus. This sounds about appropriate. God, dude. Like, that... 
That guy. Everything he's touching is gold right now, baby. Seriously, that guy is insane, Fucking man. gold. God, dude, that's nuts to me. And I know that everybody knows that those are his guys, but it's crazy to think that they built one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And the cra- and what's even more crazy is, is if Joe keeps riding like that, they literally could go one, two, three a lot this year. Do you think Joe's going to open a sushi chain? No, he's going to open a laundry mat. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. Fourth place, RJ with a 3-9. Really fast that first moto, but that second moto. Can we talk about that fucking crash in fucking qualifying? Okay. So who was that? Who? who? So Slade Smith. So there's multiple things going on here. That was Number- not RJ. I disagree wholeheartedly with MC. I was going to say, so MC breaks it down and says it's RJ's fault. Oh, there goes the chipmunk. And then... Everybody else says it's the other kid's fault, and I look at it as because, like, I watched it a few times here today after I heard the MC had broke down because I didn't even pay attention to that. I don't know what I was thinking. I yeah. just didn't pay attention to it. Um, hold on, let me finish my thought. Then I'll get back to it. Um, anyway, uh, so I looked at it today. What'd you say his name was? Slade Slade Smith. So he was fading outside. Yeah, but he. The, all the his way left tra- his trajectory was off the jump all the way left like whatever he did was not what he was planning I'm gonna to assume do that he spun yeah because if you look at where he even landed he was off the side of the jump where he landed he pushed when RJ, he hit li- rj yeah, yeah. That so was not rj's fault no that i don't i don't uh, that was that was just it was just racing if that was a racing incident now i do agree rj like dude what the fuck are you doing trying to go around the outside of somebody like that right there in qualifying like what? Are, what are you doing? Was RJ on a heat? Like, there are multiple things. Was RJ on a heater? You know what the fuck was going on? But, but also Slade Smith. If that would have been a straightaway and not a not a roller afterwards, I'd be like, oh okay. But the fact that that's a jump, yeah. Dude, like oh, well, like when MC made the comment, and I respect the hell out of MC. Obviously, I'm nobody compared to MC. But it's like, dude, oh RJ should have known that was going to happen. Dude, it was qualifying, and no offense to Slade Smith, he's not even in the realm of RJ's speed. It's not really RJ's problem to know where a guy that is probably 12 seconds a lap slower than him, mm-hmm. whether Slade was on a heater or not. Slade needs to know, like, hey, dude, like, he's faster than me, and it doesn't matter what I do. He's faster than me. Yeah. You need to have the wherewithal to realize, like, yeah, he's probably going to go to the inside or the outside because the thing is, Slade was so far to the inside, he know because you... Everybody who who's watching this that has ever ridden anywhere with anybody faster than them, they know you can tell even without be like seeing them, you can hear the RPMs of their bike. You can tell how fast they're going. Yeah, Slade knows he's not going to go to the inside if he can hear how much how high his RPMs are. Well, of course he's going to go to the outside. Why the fuck would I go all the way to the outside on the face <laughs> of a jump? Like you want to talk about Vince Freeze who likes to cross jump, and I know yeah. that wasn't cross jumping. Sorry, I I I, I respect the hell out of MC. But he was so far off on that. Yeah, he was. That was not RJ's fault. Yeah. For a guy that normally weeds his shit and takes everybody else around him, that was not... But can we just talk about how that was a total RJ thing to do? Yeah, which sucks because if you really think about it, it wasn't even an RJ thing to do. It just happened to happen to R... It just happened to RJ. Yeah. It was like... It just happened to him. God, dude. And I don't even know how like Slade Smith is doing, but he was wobbly as shit. He, he was wobbly, up. yeah. So I hope he's okay. I haven't heard anything. I don't really know anybody in his circle, but I hope the kid's okay because, dude, he got up... And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. He's like, oh, no, I'm not good. I'm going down. And then the guy grabbed a hold of me. He's like, no, I got you, buddy. Yeah, that was a little wild to watch on TV. Did RJ crash during the motos? I don't remember. Crashed in the second moto. I think he crashed off the start. Okay. He didn't crash in the first one? 
No, he. Fuck, I think there he goes just got, my twenty-four and zero bet on him. I think he just got a. I think he just got a bad start in the first moto. The second mm. moto, I'm pretty sure he. he uh, I think he was. I think he was a part of. Who did he? He crashed with somebody else too, and I can't remember who it was. But yeah, no, he crashed. He crashed off the start of the second moto, but not the first moto. I think he just mm. got a terrible start. All right, moving on. Moseman goes nine four for fifth overall. Did you see his practice crash? No, I haven't seen it yet. Heard about it. What do you do? I heard he got high speed head shake and just ragdolled himself in practice. Do you know where or just you just heard he? I don't remember. Somebody said it's on his Instagram, so I'm gonna have to go look at that. I, I meant to look at it before the, the show. I would assume it might be one of the down of the hills. But they they said they couldn't even believe he raced. They hmm. said he fucking just wadded himself. Well, you know, Mosman's kind of like uh, that is a typical kind of like RJ. He's like Stretch Armstrong. He just bounces and keeps getting back up. But nine four. For fifth, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is. It, it's something that's, that's a that's not out of the realm of what I see for him. It's so. something to build on, but the problem though is, is he can't be happy because he was running third, and then once he got dro- like once he got passed for fourth, he dropped anchor really hard. Yeah, dropped anchor really hard. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's something to build off of. But when you saying you're going to win motos this summer and you are in striking distance of the leader, and you just can't go with them. Mm-hmm. Mentally, it's not really something to build off of. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Like you said, first round. So yeah, uh, fork goes six six for six. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. It gets it gets better when we get down the list here. Oh yeah, that's a typical Fortner thing. Six six for six. Um, I think kind of the and he mentioned they when they mentioned him, he said this the same thing with last year. I think that Fortner is just kind of at the point in his career that he knows that there are certain times where he just needs to like make it through. Yeah, and I think that he realizes he just needs to make it out of California alive. Probably because like it's kind of like who are they talking to? Justin Cooper's mechanic. And oh, he was that like, was we Daniel, just want to make it. We just yeah. want to make it out of California. That was Daniel Castle. Yeah, yeah, Big Mo. Uh little worse than I thought he would do, but also thinking about it, and I go, well, you know, after the way Supercross went, he probably just wants to make it through the first two rounds. Yeah. He's kind of one of those guys that I think when we start going east, he's going to start building and building and building. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just there, I guess. I mean, speed wasn't overly impressive. Let's put it this way. He's going to have to put down more than that. To keep moving forward in his career here, I think he, I think he's going to. I, I I believe that he's just trying to make it out of California. Now, if we go to Thunder Valley and he's there again, then I'll be like, okay, maybe we need to start worrying a little bit. But if he goes to Thunder Valley and he gets on the box, I'll be like, okay, fine, yeah. whatever. Um, all right, next up, Hamaker goes eight five for seventh. I think that was honestly just a thing of the fact that he has literally not raced in fucking Probably. five months. Probably, we, dude. Have to ask you this. Speed had to have surprised you a little speed bit. Speed was there. The speed, speed had to surprise you. Yep. So that's a good positive moving forward. The speed is there. I just think that we have to remember he literally has not raced since the second weekend of January. Yeah, I think he burned himself out the first half of both yeah, motos for sure. and just was like, oh, oh, shit. But the fact that his speed was there, mm-hmm. that's even for me being a Hammocker fan, I was like, oh, didn't really expect him to go on and be fastest in practice. Yeah, that was wild. So uh, I think that that's a good thing, and I think he's just going to build into it. And he's kind of like in the same thing with Fortner. He's got to make it to the half point, halfway point yeah. and be healthy. And I didn't realize this. He's raced more Supercrosses than he has outdoor races. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. That is an insane thing to think about. It is never It never works out that way for no. young kids. They never race more Supercrosses than outdoors. Nope. 
So well, yeah. it does when you only race five races. Yeah, that's career. true. Yeah, he's uh, he's just got to make it to the halfway point. I think that he's a guy that is going to be in the talks if he's there come Redbud for getting that third spot in the points. Um, because obviously, dude, if he's if he's if his heater speed is that good, yeah, and he can just build that cardio, he's not going to have a problem getting on the box. So I think that's just all it is. Is his cardio wasn't there, so. or he'll burn himself out. Won't be. Able to race by Red Bud. I mean, we'll two. find. We'll find. I mean, dude, that's the thing is, is that I feel like that if he makes it for the first four rounds, then it's like, okay, that's a positive. But yeah, yeah I mean, if we get to Thunder Valley and he's already having issues, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, all right, next up, Kitchen goes five eight for eighth overall. That five was really good. Ooh, that was really good. And there did you was, see him? There was. We saw speed. And dude, speaking of that, and I don't call it a dragon's back. Call it more of a staircase. That roller section. Oh, we almost His died. Speed though through that roller section. Holy shit! By the way. I didn't say this touch on Jet, but now that I mentioned that, I like Jet's little line at the end of the first moto where he was wheel tapping off the top of the table okay. down on the backside. Yeah. Because obviously you didn't have to get a lot of lift to get over the backside, and it didn't drop off where you had to take a chance of the front end dropping. He was literally rolling, jumping on, wheel tapping off. And I was like, wow. I was like, that's smooth. It's like, <laughs> nice. I, I just, when I see shit like that, I'm that's like, that's what we do. I was like, oh. we are smooth. Whatever, dude. Golden Jet. Whatever. It was impressive, though. We I, are smooth. I liked it. But anyways, dude, yeah. Kitchen, <clears throat> that first moto, and same thing. Bad start, second moto goes yeah. to eighth. Speed was there. Yep, it was. How wild is it, though, that um, Star Yamaha mm-hmm. could be, like, the worst team this year in 250s for outdoors? Yeah. Because that is the first Star guy we've gotten to. Yep. Is eighth place yep oh i know i know because we'll get to cooper we'll get to cooper uh i mean there was some yeah we'll get we'll get to it uh no the speed there though was good i mean kind of the same thing man if he gets a star he he's not scared i'm still beefing with him if he doesn't huck the leap fuck dude did you see like i asked you about the the thing with the ktm intro there's no fucking way a 250f's hucking the leap with how much more they push that face back not the face but they push the corner towards the pocket Dude, that corner just keeps getting closer and closer and closer. Soon enough, we're just literally going to come out of the corner and be up the face. Should be fun. Can't wait to ride it. Can't wait to see Fortner fucking die off of it again. <laughs> and then we're going to have to have Kev go over there with a the camera again. We go, yeah, was that planned? Just hit that and I fucking died. I just fucking hit it and I died. So, um, all right. Okay, so here's a good one. You ready? Yeah. Pierce Brown. Okay. Seventh, seventh for ninth. <laughs> Some days are just not your days. Oh, my God. He did have some speed, though, dude. He was on the broadcast. He was up there for a second. He had some speed. I think I think he'll be good. I will say, though, that first moto when Seth started dropping anchor a little bit, when he started fading back to Hammock or fading back to Brown. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised that Brown couldn't close the gap when he got striking distance. When yeah, a little sight. bit, yeah. Because I'm like, dude, Hammocker's got the fade on. But then, same thing, though. Pierce just, he sometimes, he he has those moments of where he's just shutting his brain off. And like I say with a lot of these guys, I think he just reacts. And then you're like, dude, there's other times where he's just, he's fine. He's, yeah. he's just fine. He's out there. He's calm. He's relaxed. He's flowing. And there's other times, and I think it just comes down to, I think that he, unlike Mosman, I think that he just tries to rush his things too much. Because I think in his mind, he's like, oh, I have the speed to go this fast. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, dude. You have the speed, but here's the thing. Use your brain a little bit. It would come a little bit better instead of you just. And that's all I got to say about Pierce. Like, 7-7 seven, seven is, is good. The ninth overall is fucking weird. But, that is fucking wild. Um, 
It's a lot better than how the last couple seasons for him have started. Yeah. So that's a positive note, I guess. Yep. Um, all right. Styles Robertson goes 10-11th for 10th. Okay. I don't like. I don't have anything to say about it. I mean, him. I didn't tenth. pay attention cool. to him all day. He's like he's tenth. I mean, cool. Hell, a lot better than his other teammate that fucking didn't even make it a lap. Star Yamaha, boy. Star Yamaha. Great. Si- great. I just don't get it, man. Because at least before, like last year, he was super fast at the beginning of the motos at Paula, and then he just faded. He wasn't even like uber fast yesterday. You do realize the only Star Yamaha in the top ten in the two fifty class was Kitchen in eighth. I know. Like I said. I know. Star is... On the struggle bus right now. Possibly the worst 250 team this summer. Just wait. When Jet Reynolds comes back, he'll get that average down for Cowie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I don't care. I just... I had to. Like, man, dude, I might have to go through and, like, do that. Like, add up all the finishes for everybody yeah. and then divide it out and just see who has, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Um. All right, next up. So, Max Volin goes 12-10 for 11th. Not as good as last year. Not as good as last year, but, like, I mean, I guess okay, because we haven't raced at all, so. I mean, at least, at least he made it into the motos. At least he made the motos. At least he made the boat. Didn't even have to go through the LCQ. Oh, God. I don't really have anything to say about Max Mullen. I mean. Does Roger DeCoster even know he's on the team anymore? I don't think Roger DeCoster even knows his dad's name anymore. <laughs> so. It's just such not a good look. No, nah, man. It's, it's not, and. The bad thing about him is, and it's really stupid to put this much pressure on a sophomore Yeah, in the class, but because of how terrible Supercross went, it's not even acceptable for him to just get top tens like he did last year. Like nope. That man has to be in the top, man, kid. That kid has to be in the top five, and he's just not going to do it. Now, here's, here's a fun thing for you, though. Who ahead of him should he have beaten? Robertson? Styles Robertson. Probably, yes. Brown. Kitchen, Hamaker, Forkner, Moseman, RJ, Schmoda, Hunter. So one spot better. I mean, and you can even look at some of the guys that were behind him. I mean, I, there were a few guys behind him that I think. Oh, we're getting there. Hold on. Yeah. that he, like So, yeah, you're, you're like, where are you going to put him? 10 to 15. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing is, is last year he was solid top 10 yeah. all year outside of a couple wonky motos. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. It's, it cannot be good for him. Cannot be good well, for him. Well, we heard they're trying to buy him out of his contract early here because he didn't even have. So we originally heard that he had a three year deal. Mm-hmm. And now we're hearing he had a five year deal. Wonder who they're thinking of right now as to be his replacement for that team. Because here we go. KTM doesn't really have anybody. Just to the straight <whistles> downwards trajectory of the Austrians right now oh, because I it's know. fucking bad. Because, I mean, okay, they get rid of him. Now what now? You don't have any 250 How is it that the gas KTM gas guy? had the top placing team, Austrian team yesterday? <laughs> no, no, RJ. No, I mean, as far as, like, more than one dude in the top oh, 10. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and I understand Max is the only guy on that team, but here's the thing, though. When you're the only guy on the team, you are the anchor of the team. You kind of have to be in the top 10. Their average finish is low this year. <laughs> yeah, because, like, we don't even, we, we can just say it. The Husky team, fucking Jalik Swole, like, is done probably. Yeah. So, like... What the fuck? <laughs> he finished forty third yesterday. That's pretty solid. He made the motos with cool. a D- with a DNS DNS because he didn't even make it a whole lap. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking, that's a wild situation. Who would have si- thought he that- signed for next year too? Isn't he? Yeah, he signed for next year. Uh, like you signed him. Like I understand that Styles terrible. is not much better, but you signed him over Styles. No. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. At least Styles has speed. Oh no! No, it's because Jaleek got that one overall. 
They got handed to him by his teammate. Fuck, it's bad. It's bad. God, I wish I could be a team manager of a team. Okay. I make so many better reports. Speaking of bad to worse here, Justin Cooper, 11-13 for 12. Okay, so here's my foot's, question. Foot's still a little sore. Here's my question to you. By the way, him and Hamaker on <laughs> the first qualifying, and it wasn't really Seth's fault because Seth got stood up, and it wasn't really Cooper's fault because Cooper was like just minding his own business on the outside. Stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in but, my life. Of course, that would just happen. Um, Question, though. Yeah. And he yanked that holy in the first moto. Yeah. And we all we both knew the jet was going to go around him at some point. But when he yanked that holy, though, were you kind of sitting there going, I guess his foot really isn't that bad? Yep. Because I was thinking, this, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only crazy person that's thinking. <sighs> I was like, wow, this is just like last year. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh, Jet's going to go around him, and then he'll latch onto the back of Jet, and like Jet will pull a gap, and then he'll stay close, and it'll then, be. Then the fade came. And then the fade <laughs> came, and that was. And it faded hard. Oh, my God, dude. First to 11th. Holy crap. When he just started, kept going down the order, I'm like, oh, is it ever going to stop? Nope. It's a, no, it, no, it's going to keep going. You want to hear? You want to hear the wild rumor I heard about him for next year? Well, he's on a 450 next year. You want to hear the wild rumor I heard about this? It's wilder than the fact that Star signed into a 450 ride? Kind of. Okay, tell me. Hit me. What you got? He's not going to race Supercross. He's going to be outdoor 450 only. <laughs> Is that not the wildest shit you've heard all week? <laughs> that they're going to... that that, And this is just a rumor. I have not confirmed this. I heard it on, I think, one of the pulp shows that like Steve was putting it out there as a somewhat rumor <laughs> that Justin Cooper is going to ride 450 outdoors only for a star. So <laughs> it's to me, it's hilarious, but it's not that wild. No, it's not. Wild. Wow, I'm actually crying. That's actually legitly funny. I'm not like forcing myself to laugh. Like I'm actually laughing. Um, We've never seen this before. They, yeah, because even what Chase did it, Chase rode 250. He rode Supercross and 250s, and then he went to 450 outdoors. I Yeah, but Cooper can't ride 250s. No, I know. But my point is, backing what you have said, we've never seen this before. We've seen guys just jump to the 450s outdoors, but they've at least rode Supercross. It may just have been on a 250. That is crazy to me because, yeah, I mean... It makes sense because it is Justin Cooper, and who knows how well that foot's going to be. And we know that he's not going to be riding for shit. We definitely know he's not making a lot of money to get that 450 ride. Mm-hmm. Probably just sign whatever they threw at him. Um, Dude, can they pay him hundred grand a year, though, to ride oh, outdoors? Plus bonuses? I mean... I think so, because they is probably... That, is that really a bad living? You're making 100 Gs a year to ride 12 to fucking ride, races? To ride the plus, secondary yeah, series in yeah, everybody's mind? Plus your bonuses? I mean, okay, sign me up, bro. Dude... That's crazy too, considering for the star team of all teams. I'd to ride do that. twelve races for a hundred bucks right now. Bobby Regan <laughs> must have so much confidence in his four fifty team with Eli and Dylan next year, as far as that if they're both healthy, they can repeat as a supercross champion and then Dylan can come back and win the outdoor title. Mm-hmm. To sign Justin fucking Cooper to a four fifty outdoor only contract. Makes sense though. So think about this. It does. It, like, when you when say you it start, out loud, when you say it out loud, and the way you just said it, okay. So they sign Eli to a Supercross only deal, mm-hmm. then they sign Cooper to a Motocross only deal. Well, now you've got two bikes for both of them, mm-hmm. and let's not throw let's not throw anything out the window here. Somebody gets hurt, a la Dylan or Eli. Well, Cooper's already riding the 450. Mm-hmm. He can ride Supercross. 
We don't give a fuck what your results are. You're not even supposed just to be riding it. Just a ringer. It. Just put the bike. Just go out there and ride the bike. Here's the thing that I'll say to you. If that rumor is true, and how many people have you said now? A few people have said it? I heard it once Okay, on, so, I believe it was Steve's Thursday show. So week. here's the thing. If we hear it from at least two more people, it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those, what's the old saying about rumors and stuff? If it's, you hear it enough, it's not a coincidence. Yeah, it starts, not a, starts with the kernel of the truth, and yeah. then once you hear it however many times, yeah, then it's not. So if we hear this at least two more times throughout the summer, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that it's legit. All I'll say with Cooper is, is if that's the case... He better be pounding out motos outdoors on a 450 from November to the opener. And if he doesn't come out and he's not top 10, I'm firing his ass halfway through the season. I mean, it's interesting because how the fuck do you how do you even judge it? Because, like I said, we haven't seen this shit before. No, I mean, we're seeing it out of dungeon right now, thing, but that's a retired. But the guy thing about Justin Cooper is whether we want to give him credit or not, he is a Supercross champion. Whether you want to say how he won it, whatever, what happened. He won it, and if you want to say he, yeah, he's better outdoors. He just happened to run up against some very gnarly dudes that he's had to win for the be, battle for those titles. He's a damn good outdoor guy when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. He is because, like I said last year, he pushed Jet to the limit, and had he not broken his thumb, we still kind of believe Jet would have won the title. But it wouldn't have been easy, and it wouldn't have gone. It would have literally gone down to the last moto, the last second, whatever. Cooper's a damn good outdoor guy. Whether we want to give him the credit or not, he is. He's a legit outdoors. If his foot is not going to be a problem moving forward, if this is not a career-ending thing, his ass better be riding outdoors from November to the opener next year, and if he doesn't get top 10 in points, I'm firing him halfway through the season. Yeah. I'm not putting up with that shit. If you're going to be outdoors, it's kind of like with Supercross-only guys. The thing is, the reason why shit like that has only worked from guys, and this is another thing, too, whether we want to give Justin Cooper credit or not, on the hierarchy of all the dudes riding in our in our country, at least, of guys... He may not be at the top, but he's sure shit not in the middle. He's mm-hmm. somewhere from like the high to like right here. He is a big name. The only reason shit like Supercross only contracts or stuff like that has worked is because the dudes that have done it actually go out and do something. Mm-hmm. If Justin Cooper does not do anything next year outdoors, I'm I'm done with you, dude. I'm done. If I give you eight months to just focus on riding outdoors, yeah. or however many months it is, and you can't do this. I'm done with you. Yeah, but what? Okay, so let me ask you this though: What's worse, he goes out and say just flounders around in the top ten in the 450 class outdoors next year for some reason because yeah, he, you know whatever whatever's happening, yeah. or you don't have that bike on the track. What's worse? Because let's face I know it, not having you, the bike on the on the is is the worse, but it's also still though it's one of those things that you have to start wearing the fact of I'm paying you to be a specialty at the, like this yeah. is your specialty, and here's the thing. This is another way you got to look at it. If Shane goes out and gets top 10 this whole entire season, Justin Cooper should sure as shit be able to go get top 10 yeah. at the 450. Because oh, yeah. no offense to Shane, Justin Cooper's faster than him. Yeah. If Shane goes out and just top 10 the whole season outdoors, especially with lack of prep, and Cooper can't do any better than Shane McElrath, and yeah, I yeah. love Shane, I'm not paying you to be on my team anymore. I will wait till one of those. I don't, I don't think it'll be a problem, man. But I when, don't think when so. When you but... say it out loud and you talk, you talk through all the things here. Yeah, it doesn't sound as outlandish as it did at first. Yeah, but then it, it's also been brought up too. Why are teams not doing this? No, Let's face it. Half these dudes don't want to ride outdoors, and then they get hurt. Yep. Okay. So why are we not bringing dudes in to ride outdoors? Who yeah. wanted? Who want to do it? Because there are certain guys. By I the mean, way, look at Freddie Norn. If Freddie Norn had the option to ride outdoors only, he probably would. 
Here's here's another thing though, and I know we're gonna get uh, this is the last thing I'll say, but I just we're kind of on this topic with Star. So Eli's probably retiring after 2023. Yes. Okay. Dylan's gonna be off the team after 2023 because I don't think he's gonna resign with them. I know that a lot of people don't think this, but I think he's gonna be on a KTM. Yeah. To whatever, whether you say end his career after 2023. What the hell is Star gonna do for their 450 team? I don't know. Star has been building, 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 and they've kind of peaked here. I think. Well, their problem too is is that their 250 squad. They got a lot of young talent that could take time, but they can be something. Yeah. But here's the thing though. All that 250 talent they have right now is not going to be on a 450 for a very long time opposite Justin yeah. Cooper and Cole Here, Nichols. Here's the thing. I feel like they peaked on their 250 side last year when yeah. you had both guys win Supercross mm-hmm. titles and then Cooper battling outdoors <coughs> all summer. I feel like that was the peak for the 250. The 450, I feel like, peaked between outdoors yeah, an outdoor and, and Supercross, Supercross this year. Yeah. I feel like it peaked. And now we're starting to see the what downside do you do, of it. Though? We've seen it. We've watched it with the Austrian brands, okay? They peaked. They were really fucking good. You had Webb and everybody and winning Supercrosses and stuff. Now they're starting to flounder back down. Are we going to see, is this is this where Honda starts to peak here? You've got Jet wins the 250 outdoor, or outdoor title, then indoor, maybe outdoors again. You've got um, Kenny and Chase riding, you know, whatever. Kenny goes second, second mm-hmm. last year. Maybe one of them somehow wins the title outdoors this year. You go into next year. You've got Chase, you know, maybe gets his shit together because he's in he's in year three. This mm-hmm. technically this outdoor season starts his third year pro on a four fifty, yep. which a lot of the things are talking for your third year is when everything starts to come together. I mean, it's ebbs and flows with everything, dude. And like I said, I think we're on the backside of Star's success. They're going to have to start rebuilding from the ground up because the pipeline has more or less. And we've talked about this before, too, with the amateur side of things. I feel like four or five years ago, the amateur, the crop of amateurs coming in, while the talent wise might not have been as high as some of the greats. There was a huge crop. Everybody had. 2014 was probably the down, more down year because that was the year that Bichelle, or 2013, 2014 was the year that Bichelle. I was going to say 15, 16, 17, 18. I feel like it was just a fucking. There was. And then you there was the five dudes per manufacturer coming in. You know, we're, we're talking. There's so many guys and everybody's Coop, moving out. Jamar, yeah, yeah, yeah. AC. And then even before that, you go back to Stroop, Nico, Kennard, yeah. PJ Larson. Like so I said, I so felt forth. like it, it built really high and then like. 15 16 17 and 18 were kind of like the peaks there and now i feel like all of a sudden we don't have a lot of guys and to go back to star here star has been trying to force deegan to move to a class which and brian keeps telling him to fuck right off here's the thing too which i fucking love he's like we're gonna race b then we're gonna go a and then we're gonna go pro in 24 evan ferry was spotted on a star yamaha last week yeah i saw that too so Guaranteed he's going to be racing there. That's also going to be a weird dynamic between him and Hayden because those two kids do not actually like each other. Like Timmy and Brian, I think that they're Are they fine. both in B-class right now? Yeah. Yeah, they're both in B-class. Yep. Hayden actually is at a regional this week at a high point. Mm. Um, but that's the crazy thing, man, is, is their 250 team, when all those kids, when they finally like get their shit figured out, still have the possibility to be great. Yeah. But it's like you're coming off of the highest of highs, returning Yamaha all the way around in the 450s. Yeah. And after 2023... You got nothing because that's the thing too. It's okay. Say you keep Cooper, none of those kids are going to be ready to go up to the 450 class. Yeah, but what what might be what the move might be with Cooper is to have him race outdoor 450 next year, 
and then start 250 in 2020 or start 450 indoor in 2024. But how crazy is it to think that you can go off of winning an outdoor championship, a supercross championship? Let's be honest, you should have fucking won the outdoor championship this year mm-hmm. with whoever you want to say. You maybe win the supercross championship next year, then the outdoor championship, and then you go to 2024. And all that's gone. Hard to stay on top, bro. Let's face it. We well, yeah, I mean, dude, for the through the 2000s, it was Kawasaki, and then it was Geico, and then it was Star, and it's been Star for a while. But here's the thing. I don't really know who's next because, no offense to the Austrian brands, they don't have a fucking dude on their team that can win them titles. They don't have a lot. They don't have their They their have pi- nobody through the pipeline. Their pipeline's way dry. Honda's okay still. Honda's it- okay. Kawasaki is still okay. Star is still okay. Suzuki, obviously, they don't push a lot. They don't have anybody. Husky has Talon Hawkins, which I don't know when the last time anybody's seen him. KTM has no one, mm-hmm. as far as I know. And then Gas Gas has no one. We don't have amateur teams anymore, though. That's the thing. No, Think they're literally it. just the factory team showing up to the amateur races. Yeah. Like, Geico did it for a long time, but they had their amateur program. American Suzuki with Cole Grass. Bobby Hewitt with Extreme Team Green in Canada, and when it was Canada and all that kind of stuff. You don't have that anymore. I don't know, man. Like, it's just a weird thing to think about that in two years, the Star Yamaha team is going to go from having so much success for three seasons to nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing at all. Yeah. It's, ah, dude, it's fucking. It's Next year is going to be rough for Star, like on the 250 side of the program, because you, it, but I think it's just because you're building a whole, a whole, you got young, of young kids. kids. Like, you literally, and then old- you're going to have another, like, three, four year span where it's going to be fucking nuts. Yeah. Your oldest dude t- is on the team is going to be Levi Kitchen at yeah. 21. But the thing, though, is you got to think about that 21. That dude has not been taking it serious for half of his life. He's literally mm-hmm. been taking the series for five years. Yeah. So he's not an old 21. He's a young 21. I know that doesn't make sense, but he's a young 21 where the rest of your dudes are 16, 17, 18, and then him. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It could be. It's going to be great in a few years. Yeah. But, yeah, it's going to be. that's just the ebbs and flows. I mean, dude, for them to stay on top, as I mean, long as it they would have. be hard. I mean, they've been on top since They've been on top for a long time. Yeah, in that 250 class. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you take a couple of years, and I mean, then by that time, okay, so now you've got Kitchen Thrasher, um, Romano, Romano up there, yeah, Hayden who are Deegan. all seasoned, and yep. then you're going to have, and you could take one of them to 450s too. Well, then you've got, um, yeah, like you said, Deegan, probably a little red dog at that point, yep. coming up for the 250s. LeBlanc, as much as I'd say, he's going to be off that team after this year, and we'll get to him for a second, but because exactly what happened. Because happened. I'm here's what I'm saying, I, like, and I've said this before, and we don't have to dive deep into this. I'm hearing Deegan is ripping. Like, Deegan is doing everything all the main guys are, and he is ripping with them. Like, I also saw his results from yesterday, and he only won one moto. Well, sometimes shit happens, man. No, I, I don't buy into the Hayden Deegan hype. Well, we can get into that for another time. It, it, I'll tell you what. He'll be. Uh, he'll gonna, just. It's gonna go. I think it's gonna go well. He'll just I be another dude. Surprise. He'll be another dude. No, I. I he'll just hey, be another dude. Another dude is better than Max Boland. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm <laughs> not saying Hayden Deegan isn't having a good pro career, but I'm saying he's just gonna be another dude. He's not. He's not on the level of Romano, a Chance Hymas. He's not on that level. Do you want to know what really gives me hope about him? They have money. Yes. No. And that. And his not, approach is good. Yes. But his thing is. I don't even think he wins Loretta's this year in his own class, and that's what I'm talking about. Now, I think his Supercross career will be really good. I think he'll have a better out- or Supercross career than outdoors. I think so, too. 
But I think outdoors, he's just going to be another dude that's going to be fast, but he's not really going to do much. I would not be surprised if there's a big push by Brian for him to be a world Supercross kid, too. That would not surprise I think with me Brian, at all. I think with Brian and him knowing how this industry works is the best thing that Hayden, the jump that he has on all these other kids in the last 10 to 15 years have going for them, compare, or didn't have going for them for what he does. But the thing, though, is is that I feel like with him, because there's going to be so much hype. Do you know, speaking of, this just tells you how much hype's around him. When I was watching the YouTube feed yesterday, mm-hmm. like when I was looking, there's because there's a chat next to it. Yeah, somebody was asking about Somebody him. was asking about, oh, when's Hayden Deegan race? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, since these random fucking nobodies are asking when Hayden Deegan's out there, but they don't even realize that the kid's not even in A class. Uh-huh. They're going to have to be careful with the push that's up to him, because if they push him, which I know Brian won't let happen, but when he decides to go pro and if they're putting too much pressure on him and he fails, I know that Hayden will still make money. They'll be, no, but they'll see, be fine. But here, but here is what here is what gives me so much hope with this, okay? You're looking right now, star, what did they do this weekend? We just touched on it. Yep. LeBlanc's riding. Shouldn't Romano's been, riding. Romano, we'll get to him. He did he did okay, but okay, LeBlanc. So those so those two are riding, right? Yeah. Yep. And then they're trying to push Deegan to A class, and Brian's telling him no. Why? Because they have money. They don't need to go no, and race pro at this point. No. They can do exactly what they want to do. On top of that, you just watch this happen with Max Volan. Yeah. They they pushed him early and look at what hasn't gone hasn't gone great. So if they're already pushing and Brian's saying no, what do you think's gonna happen when they see him start to get burnt by the trainer because we all know how that fucking goes over there. We we've talked about this at length about those kids getting burnt, fucking they got no malnourished, everything like that. So what do you think is going to happen when Brian starts seeing that happening? You think he's going to fucking still be training at the goat farm? And I'll tell you this right now too. I think that this is just my opinion. And they have the sway to be able to fucking say fuck you. We're going somewhere else with a different trainer. Oh yeah, or just go to a different team. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I don't think they're I don't think go that'll, to a different I don't team think that'll either because happen, they have they can, because they again can. they have the money so they could literally they could ride there for free and just make money off of what they're doing with YouTube. Here's my thing. I think what'll happen with Brian. I think the I think okay. So he's doing B in Schoolboy this year, and then he's gonna go A. I think that he'll be A at Minios. I don't yep, know that for certain, but that's, that's what I heard a long time ago. A at Minios, A through next year, and then they go pro. They do the last couple nationals at the end of 2023. I that is the plan I've heard. I have a feeling that if he doesn't win a class next year at Loretta's, and if he's just off, Brian will be like, "Nope, yeah, we're not ready. Too. We're not ready." I feel that Brian is smart enough to know that if he watches his kid at Loretta's, and even though we won't get into this, Loretta's doesn't mean jack shit. Sorry. Actually, actually, I don't think it's going to matter how he does at Loretta's. You want to know what's going to determine whether they go or not? How he does in futures. If he goes out and spanks everybody in futures. But here's the thing, futures, though. What happens if nobody's there, though? Doesn't matter. If he goes out and spanks everybody in futures, there will be somebody. But I'm trying to think in my mind. The only person I can think of is, is Preston Baseflug, the, the pro circuit guy. Okay. That's the only other person. Because you're not going to have a Ryder D. Chance Hymas Yeah, thing. but what were we doing all year with these kids at the futures races? With Ryder and Chance, what was yeah. your No. What was your lap time compared to oh, yeah, the yeah. 250 guys? So if they are if they go out and do that. And what happens if he's like 18? And he's dominating, and they're going, well, fuck, he's... Top ten, he's top well, ten. He's, he's not, top ten. I think if he's not, top what 10, if he's not? Well, then yes, then they might push it off because but Ryder it, D and Chance were like hovering around that twelve to thirteen range. But if but if he's in there, dude, Brian will be. Oh, like, for yep, sure, it's time to go. Yeah, yes. Yeah. My thing is, is I just feel like they are going to look at and go, who 
Who are they beating? Because like I said, Ryder D and Chance were around that 12 to 13 range. And no offense to Hayden, he's not Ryder D or Chance Hymas. Yeah. He's not He's not there yet. Yeah. He's not there yet. And he doesn't have to be because he's only in B. I don't know. It, we're getting off track or whatever. We're, we're, we're off get, track. But Star, but... it's just, the last thing I'll say, they're in a very interesting spot right now. It is. Very, very interesting for them. But I feel like Bobby Regan is the one guy that can figure it out. Yeah. Um, sticking with Star, Thrasher goes 11-13 for 13. So I'll tell you about that first moto, though. Oh, I don't know if you know. Boy, no, no. He... He was with something happened to him. I'm hearing that he was part of the reason, like the McAdoo thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you seen what happened to him? No, we're not about, to him yet. But. Yeah. Uh, so that was the first moto. Okay. Which was weird that he was crashed in the first. I don't. Somebody said, and I don't know how true this is, and I didn't fact check this, but somebody was telling me that it had to do with whatever happened to McAdoo. Hmm. Either way, if it didn't, he was down in the first lap. I find it funny that he was coming through the pack and he got 11th coming through the pack, kind of like what I said on the previous show. Nate's starts are garbage. Yeah. But then he gets a decent start and he ends up 13th, the second moto. Hmm. So I'm like, eh, it was a weird day for him. But I'll give him a little bit of leeway on that first moto. I didn't know what happened in the second moto. I don't know if he gassed himself from the first moto, but. Maybe. Who knows? Um, Romano goes 17 12 for 15th. I speed mean, that first moto or that second moto. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good start. He's like, got speed. Dove down in there and stayed up there for a while and battled, too. It yeah. wasn't just a, oh, fuck, I'm just going to get eaten up like he battled. So I'll give him that first race. I mean, I think that's right where he where I, think I it, see him. I think I, 10 to 15 range. OK, cool. I think he'll be there until he gets his race, his race cardio up. Yeah. And then when we get to that point, the halfway point, kind of like with everybody else, then we'll reassess where he's at. Yeah. Um, then we get to the last star guy. So LeBlanc goes 2017 for 20th. I told you too I, soon. I don't think that's I don't think that's terrible for a fucking kid who's going to race Loretta's. I but mean, the problem, though, is is that I, he's like supposed I, to go after Loretta's. And like so. I told you and coach when I found out that LeBlanc was even doing any of the nationals because that was not the plan originally. Yeah. Is this kid has had so many injuries the last couple of years and he has raced so little comparative to everybody else that even though it shouldn't have any bearing on his mindset, I feel like after Hangtown, if he does this again or if he does worse, I feel like it's going to fucking smoke him mentally. He's going to mm. go, I can't do because that's the thing and just like everybody else he rides with all those dudes yeah so the thing is is that if he's riding with them during the week and he's not as fast as them and he goes okay my teammates are fucking pretty high up there but then he goes to the races and then he can't even hang with like the secondary dudes and i like matt leblanc and i'll give him a little bit of leeway on this because he's been hurt so much in the because la- the last time he raced loretta's he won he won a title he won a b title yeah. so it's not like the kid's worthless like he is on that team for a reason he was a very highly praised 85 in through the B class. Like he was a legit dude, but he's been hurt a lot. And when you don't race a lot, your mindset is already, your mind is already fragile. So if he knows during the week, okay, I don't have Romano. I don't have any of these guys covered, but at least I can beat some of the secondary dudes. But then he goes there and he doesn't even beat the secondary dudes. It's like, what the fuck am I going to like? I go pro at the end of this year. Like I do, I go full time next year or at the end of this year. I don't think it was the right call. I know that it was just, hey, we need to do it on the track because Colt Nichols isn't ready to go. But it's like, I don't think that was the right dude to do it with. And it will not shock me that if he goes to Hangtown and he gets whooped, that if this affects him moving forward into Loretta's. Maybe. I just didn't like the move. I don't I don't think, I don't think they should have done that to LeBlanc. I think it, people are like, well, it's not that big of a deal. Well, no, it's not. But you're also messing with the kid's mind. Is he ra- He's racing with uh, Ryder he, D and Ryder D and Hymas. Yeah, yep. 
That's my point. See what I'm saying? <clears throat> Have we heard? Is Hymas going to do any nationals before Loretta's? I think Hymas. No, I think Hymas <clears throat> is going to do wait till after the nationals. Okay. And I think, I think Ryder D. Everything I've heard, he's still a year off. I think his plan is to go Supercross before outdoors. Interesting. Um. All right. Know, we already Reynolds. touched on Swole forty third. Did obviously didn't make it that first lap, and then McAdoo forty fourth. Obviously, what did didn't... I say about McAdoo, man? <sighs> Dude. Same spot, hey, same thing last year. He was fast in qualifying. Yeah, well, whatever. He's I mean, always fast in qualifying. Didn't look good. Blood running out of your nose and your eyes just off in cuckoo land on the back of the mule there. Two That's straight years, bro. Not a good look. Have we heard have we heard anything about what's up? No. And that brings me to my holster co reload rant. Okay. This is the one thing I really had an issue with on the broadcast. Yeah. So we have Sorry, dude, those, that's killing my fucking head. Like, you can keep them on if you want to. I don't care. I don't but so mine are killing my fucking head. Um, Anyway, Holster Co. Reload Rant. On the broadcast, yep. we have Swole goes down. Yep. What the fuck happened to him? We don't know. Didn't line up for Moto2. Yeah. We don't have any fucking clue. No idea what's happening. McAdoo riding off in the cart. We have no idea what happened. We don't yep. have a fucking. We yep. don't have a shot of the crash. Yep. We don't have a fucking report from fucking um, uh, Mitch Payton. Yep. We don't have a report from the team. We don't have anything. This is the one thing. Like, dude. Okay. Supercross. Whatever. Years prior, they're running around in the fucking.